Hello, everybody, and welcome to RPG Cast 519 for October 26, 2019. I'm your host, Anna Marie Privetier. Hi, everybody. Hi, Anna Marie Privetier. Hi, Chris Hi, Privetier. Anna. Hi. Hi, Kelly. Uh, Ryan. Hi. I had to think about it for a minute. Hi, Peter Thomas. Hi. Hi. Wait, Hi. what's up with all the first name, first names? I've just noticed this now. Nathan doesn't have a first name, last name, because I can't remember what it is. Fillion. No. I have a first oh, name, Nathan. first name, middle name, and then I have a proper last name. What's your proper last name? Garvin. Thank you. Like the Garmin. Garmin, yes. but with a V. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We went this over like, this. It's like Hewlett, like Hewlett Packard. Ah! Like, oh, that's so scary. <laughs> now call the only thing I've Hewlett. ever seen with Garvin on it was like a brand of sinks. Excellent. <sighs> going to call you the sink guy from now on. Industrial electric supply cool. and yeah, there you go. Garvin. Oh, Industries. wow. Hey. That's better than things. A Southwire business. Somebody needs to send me some money. That's a misappropriation of a name there. Uh, so speaking of sync, we we played a lot of time sinks this week, didn't we? Uh, did what, we play what, WoW what, or Final Fantasy fourteen or something? Uh, no, people played non MMOs. Well, then they didn't play time sinks, did they? <sighs> you ruined my. Oh, is there a jar I have to put in for ruined segue? <sighs> Nathan, save What's us. Up? What have you been playing? Oh, man. Uh, well, I got a review code for The Outer Worlds, and I got to play through that and actually finished it before launch. Hooray! Woo-hoo. Do we have a review? I wouldn't know that. Did you write a review? Yeah, it was part of the package. Uh, the site I'm working for on this one started doing reviews this year, and I kind of think they got into reviews just so they could get codes early, but... I'm not going to impugn their intentions, but now I'm writing a guide on it now that the game is properly out. So Now you can fack it. Yep. I gave it a 9 out of 10. It is fantastic. Um, do we want to get into the, like, Fallout 76 stuff? or? I think we have a news story about that. Okay, we'll wait for it then. Um, if you like Fallout New Vegas, there's a good chance you're going to like The Outer Worlds. Don't need to go into a full review on it here, but yeah, it's not going to last you super long. Probably 30, 40 hours if you do everything. Uh, so get you the RPG experience you want without overstaying its welcome, and it doesn't have overly complicated features. No no more lockpicking minigame. It's kind of just an economic decision, so you don't have to do that for the fifth time. And uh, other than that, I've been playing the Enhanced Editions of, well, mostly Baldur's Gate Enhanced Edition on PlayStation 4. And I don't know if you guys covered this on the last podcast, but, I mean, obviously it's better on PC. They didn't do any graphical enhancements. They did a little bit of quality of life stuff, but as far as mapping these controls to a controller, I think they did about as good of a job as they possibly could have, all things considered. So. No, I forgot. Did you were you a victim of the special edition? Yeah, I bought fiasco. The, bought the collector's editions off of Skybound Games, and I was wondering when they were going to actually arrive. So I looked at their site. I must have missed their email, but on their site they said that they had been delayed till December, and I was like, "Oh, I'm not paying full price for this stuff, so I can wait two months to get these games." 
But fortunately, they were smart and they decided to send uh, the actual games ahead of the swag that you purchased because they're having production issues. So whatever, it's all it's all fine. I mean, I'm not going to die if I don't get my Mort skull until December. Yeah, because we, we had the same thing happen with uh, our Icewind Dale um, landscape yeah. special edition. And frankly, when it comes to... Well, pretty much anything, really. I'd rather have something good late than something crappy early, so... Yeah, that's how you get a canvas bag fiascos. <laughs> yeah, hey, that was something else we went through, so... Yes, we were dumb enough to buy the Power Armor edition of Fallout 76, so you can have one shot. Yeah. What? What? To be fair, my girlfriend is actually happy with that Power Armor helmet, except for the fact that you can get it for, like, 70 bucks on eBay now. But she did get her canvas bag, and she was also and think of how many lazy enough. She has. Yeah, she was lazy enough not to actually go to the uh, canvas bag fiasco until they had fixed their data leakage. So uh. we avoided that trouble at least. For now, for yeah, well, until we find yeah. out that all of her data was forwarded and put up on the yeah. ESA's website. Yep, yep. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Honestly, it's Bethesda. I would not be surprised by any measure of incompetence. So, but yeah, hmm. that's what I've been playing Baldur's Gate and uh, the Outer Worlds. And uh, I like the Outer Worlds so much that I did not cancel my pre-order for it. So I totally have a sealed physical copy of the game sitting on my bookshelf that I don't really intend to open. <laughs> but I think Obsidian deserves my money for this one. So putting my money where my mouth is, I got a free code and I still liked it enough to buy it. So if that doesn't. That doesn't speak about the quality of the game. I don't know it will. That's cool. All right, Peter, what have you been playing other than um, change dirty diapers? <laughs> yes, other than the RPG of trying to make sure he doesn't stick his foot in his own shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's no, the game I, nobody wins. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. So here's the worst part. Not to digress too much, but he has this sock that he wears that keeps track of like his oxygen and his heart level for you know making sure. He doesn't die of SIDS. And uh, Wait, the worst. Real? Oh, yes. That's a yeah, thing. We... That's a thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. We keep it on him all the time. Okay. Um, so uh, without getting too much into family history, I had a sister pass away from the same thing. So I'm overly paranoid. Uh, so oh, okay. I've got yeah. all... now game. it makes sense. Yeah. I've got all this shit that kind of keeps right. track of that. Anyways, um, he'll put his foot in his shit with that sock on and it's just a <laughs> nightmare. So it's not like just wipe it off his foot. It's like, now we've got to wash the sock, all kinds of stuff. Anyway, does the sock have electronics in it? Uh, yeah, it's like a little, it's almost like the same thing they use in hospitals. Ah, uh, you okay. low jacked your kid. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> he is tracked at all times. I know exactly what he's doing. There's an app for that, isn't there? <laughs> there is. <laughs> Can it alert you when he has taken a duty? No, it cannot. Okay, so um, you don't really know I, I everything promise you, he's up to. I promise you the smell is enough of an alert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you're past that in my CM stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, it's hard to say because on one end, that didn't smell. It might have been sticky, but it didn't smell. Okay. Chris is just putting his head down. I know. I saw. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> Anyways, I have been playing lots and lots of Astral Chain. Um, and I'm I'm one of those guys who's notorious for buying 
from a publisher just because I like the publisher and don't really know much about the game itself. Uh, and this was one of those instances. And I fully expected this to be just like a kind of like another Bayonetta ripoff, um, even though it's their own game. But, you know, just kind of another clone of that. Um, but I was surprised when I started playing that it was not that entirely. Um, so the combat and everything like that sort of feels familiar um, in a way. But there's a lot of elements that kind of set this game apart from those games. Um, so they they basically set everything up in this kind of uh, cycle where you go to a, a site, you investigate the site, and you pick up all these keywords. And then you use those keywords to kind of professor late in your way into... I guess what's causing the issue um, for that particular chapter, and then you know you're graded in in full platinum style uh, based on your performance throughout each of the chapters. So um, there's the chapters are broken up into files, and then in the files there are red cases and blue cases. So you've got red cases, which are your primary objectives throughout the the file, and then there are blue ones, which are um, like secondary options. But one of the things I really love about it is that it doesn't shy away from humor um, and kind of caters to uh, some sort of fan base that they've, they've built up because there are missions that are pretty, you know, straightforward, like, Hey, go find this or, Hey, go beat up these guys. But then there's like side missions. Um, so through each chapter, you can adopt a cat. Um, what? And, yeah, <laughs> so, kitty? like a regular kitty cat or like a fancy it, monster cat? No, they're all just regular cats. Um, My interest in this game suddenly skyrocketed. <laughs> <laughs> I figured you'd like that one, Kelly. <laughs> but yeah, so there's one cat. Um, you find out about um, something, which I won't give away. And that's where the cats kind of play in. Um, so yeah, there's one cat per chapter that you have to find. He's usually huddled in a corner. Uh, he or she, they are usually huddled in a corner um, oh, and, right you know, here. scared and scared. yeah, so you have to oh go find Oh my god. It. I'm putting this on my Christmas list. <laughs> You've adopted but a cat. One of the things I really love about it is the combat. Um, so I told you it does feel a lot like Bayonetta, um, but I I really enjoy the chain mechanic. I, I wasn't sure when I saw videos and stuff of how it was actually going to play out, but it works really, really well. Um, you feel like I thought it would be very challenging for me to control like my player with one stick, the Legion with another stick and trying to figure all that stuff out, but it actually plays really smoothly. So aside from some minor ca camera hiccups, uh, it does a really good job with, um, keeping you kind of involved and it has, um, it has a very simple to understand, hard to master kind of way about it. And you find that out by your grades because I clearly am not, this is not really my element of games that I like to play. Um, so I get usually C's and D's most of the time. Um, and occasionally I'll get an S here or there. But yeah, it's been a, it's been a real treat. I've been enjoying it a lot, uh, a lot more than I expected. I kind of just popped it in after I was finished with, what did I just finish? Uh, Breath of Fire. And I was like, man, we'll just give it a shot and see what happens. And uh, I'm hooked. I really love it. But that's been it. That's, Sorry, that's we're all, all looking at these pictures of how you have a cat safe house that you can go feed the oh. children. 
And they yeah. animated the cat man spread, which I love. I hope yeah. that game gets a discount for Black Friday. No, I mean, it truly is a, a, a gem. It's it's a really rewarding game. Um, and from what I understand, it's it's like the perfect length. Um, so what I the typically end up doing is... I, uh, yes, uh, hmm. exactly that. Oh, wait, I was criticized last week for talking too much during the show. I apologize. Oh, you're good. Um, so what I usually do is I look up... Um, generally how many chapters there are in a game um, just mm-hmm. so that I can gauge how much time I'm going to commit to it. So um, I am based on how long it's taken me to defeat uh, or beat one chapter and how many there are. I think it's going to be a just like the perfect game. And there's like a, a host of achievements through it, I guess, switch achievements, so to speak, um, Do they even which of course... Those? No, they don't. I mean, like they don't do anything. They're not like trophies, yo. They're they're like just in-game achievements. It's like you got yeah. a thing. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna try and find mine real quick because I know they're sitting here somewhere. Uh, apparently, it won't let me see them. Oh, orders. That's what they are. Um, so there's 185 different orders to beat uh, or find, complete. So yeah, lots to do. Um, and for those who are interested, I know we talked about this last week about difficulty levels. They do have like a super casual mode, which basically allows you to only focus on your player, dumbs down the uh, difficulty of the game, and uh, the AI inside of the Legion is is pretty astounding. It's a me mode. Yay. <laughs> Button mash mode? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> And there's actually a decent bit of uh, character customization. I was surprised. When I saw the two characters, I was like, oh, you know, here we go with another cookie cutter, um, you know, game. But there's lots of little options. And then you unlock more as you beat the orders. Wait, there's character customization in it? Yes. You have to go into this in detail. Uh, Okay. So the general premise of the character stays the same. um, But the character customization is based on his clothes that he wears, um, his hairstyle, his eye color, and a few other facial features. I think his ears and his nose and some random stuff like that. But um, So like my character does not look like the main character that you start with. Um, and you can choose between the male or female character, and the legions are all customizable as well. Um, so they have a bunch of color palettes that you can pick from, and then you can change the way that they look. So my legions also don't look like, I think they start off at like this police blue and white look, and I think all of mine are crazy colors. Like how many uh, hair and eye colors would you say there are? Uh, at least 30, maybe more. Oh, nice. I love character creation. Customization. Yeah. Yeah, I do wish there was a few more hairstyles, but I mean, they they put... They put a lot in there. They're, so I guess the the caveat to that is that everything looks – it's like Monster Hunter. Everything looks very Japanese. So you're not going to see any hairstyles that don't fit like a Japanese protagonist, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can survive that. Yeah. So it's not like code vein levels of character creation, but enough that you can put a personal spin on it. Correct, yes. Nice. Okay. Now, are there capes in any way, shape, or form? <laughs> I have not found a cape yet, okay. but there is a... Um, so you know those, like, creatures? I mean, not creatures. Uh, 
mascots that run around um, in football games and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, there's a, a full outfit of something like that. I won't give anything away, but that exists. Nice. You can be a giant mascot. I think I've seen screenshots of this. Probably have. <laughs> it's actually, a, it's really adorable. Um, the way that it works and, and I don't want to give anything away about it, but it's adorable how you find out about it and everything that goes with it. We'll just put it at that. Well, I'm glad there's some levity to the game because when I was looking at the promotional stuff, it seemed very grim dark, and I was kind of turned off by that. I agree. I I wasn't, like I said, this is definitely not the kind of game I normally buy right off the bat, but it was developed by Platinum, so um, I'm always in for that. And I was I was pleasantly surprised at how much depth there there is in the game, um, including the story. Uh, the story is actually, um, uh, you know, got a few levels to it. It's not this basic like straightforward run and gun. You know, do this thing, and it doesn't really mean anything oh for gosh. anybody. They actually have one of those <laughs> traffic puzzles where you move cars out of the way. <laughs> they have a car sliding puzzle in this game. Nice. Yeah, there, there's apparently a lot of various mini games that I mean I haven't even touched a lot of them. But one of the mini games is you buy this um, and you actually get one of the order completions for it. But you can buy a ice cream cone that's like eight scoops tall, and your goal is to try and eat it without letting the ice cream fall on the ground. Oh jeez. And yeah, and it's like balanced with you know the Wiimote or the um Wiimote. <laughs> The uh, controller, yes, thank you. Um, so, so holding the controller straight will keep the ice cream balanced, and you have to eat it before it. Oh falls. no! Oh, you have to deliver it. That's what it is. That's oh yeah, delivering deliver it is it. another option oh. too. Oh, they're both things. Okay. Yeah, they're both Look things. Look at this. Huh? It's okay, so this tall. game is this game is going <laughs> way up on my list. This <laughs> is amazing. There's kind yeah. of some overtones going on here. All right, cool. All right. Yeah, Alex gave this a super good review. Yeah, I I would too. Um, I mean, from what little I've played of it so far, like I said, I'm on file. I'm at the end of file four right now. So <laughs> press um, B to eat the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Damn! I'm supposed to deliver. Oh, you have to go upstairs. No, not oh, yeah, the money if for If anybody bumps you, you yeah. just drop every bit of that ice cream. No! <laughs> I've had people like walk into me, and I tried to like get clear of them you can't really tell here but they won't let you run with it so right. you're forced that into a walk sense. mode oh. yeah and so like this guy was walking towards me and i'm like no no get away from me and he's just like bumps and your character just goes nuts and drops everything oh no so you're left with you're left with one scoop on the bottom <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of the egg carrying missions in monster hunter yes yeah. <laughs> those, oh, those were at are least awful. easier in monster hunter stories oh it's the worst. Did you not do it in a... Oh, wait. So in stories, they made it easier somehow? Because you watched me do some of those, right, Anna? Yeah, I did. Where it's like, just like, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, you literally have to walk out of the room. Yeah. it's pretty much it. Oh, that's nothing. I know. I, I, in Monster Hunter 4, I think that's what caused me to rage quit the game because I'd be trying to do those. I'm getting I so angry. Not much in the way of uh, RPG elements in this. And that's what I <clears throat> heard from other reviews. Yeah, there's um, there's a few things with like powering up your legion and stuff like that, um, and powering up your weapon and 
the thing that's on your arm, which the name kind of escapes me right now. Um, and that's kind of like the extent of the RPG-esque of it. Um, but it is definitely more of an action-adventure game. Like I said, in the vein of like uh, Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, something like that. I forgot. There's actually one other, um, I guess, ongoing quest that starts at chapter one and goes all the way to the end. But there is apparently a fairy that sits inside of the bathrooms, um, which is affectionately named the toilet fairy. And in each uh, chapter, you have to find the toilet um, and use it so that you can get a piece of the toilet paper that you would have used and bring it back to the toilet fairy to release her or him. Okay, that's a little weird. Yeah, so like at chapter four, where I'm at now, I had to use this this public stall, and the only thing that I could use to um, clean myself with was a flyer. So I will be bringing <laughs> the flyer back to the okay. toilet fairy. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of quirky, weird stuff in here. Um, but I, like I said, it's all charming stuff. None of it is like, if you don't do it, you're not missing anything. But if you do, it just adds that much more to the game. See, and this is the kind of money-hatting that I like. Like, Nintendo is the reason why this game exists. So, mm. fair enough. Uh, if it weren't for Nintendo, we wouldn't have this game. So, you know, I'd rather Nintendo pay for it and keep it exclusive to their system. So, yeah, this is the uh, good kind of exclusive. Isn't that what the other stuff was, too? No. No, Epic Game Store just pays people that have already made games to not release it on other platforms. That's like the exact opposite. Well, sometimes those agreements are made before the game is made and has funding to be made. Sometimes, but that's not the things that I complain about. Oh, okay. uh, Borderlands 3 and uh, Metro are clearly things Probably that are going to exist. happen anyway. Those, yeah. Those were... <laughs> well, no, I mean, both Understood. of those had already been If Epic for wants Steam. to give people money to put games exclusively on EGS, fine. 100% here for that. That's games that I would have access to that otherwise wouldn't exist. Um, like uh, a console version of the EGS was, I think, when Xbox paid for exclusivity of one of the Tomb Raider games. I mean, that did nothing for for anybody. So, it also a bit of came on the other platform anyway. Yeah, eventually, Chris, a year later. So. Yeah, what's up? Is watching it. By the way, if you're not joining us live every Saturday at nine a.m. noon at nine a.m. Pacific noon Eastern. You That's are missing of... quality content. Like this guy who is attempting the Guinness Book of World Records for the most number of scoops on an ice cream cone. Yeah, but it's the tiny scoops. Yeah, but he's going well, ham. Yeah, he's How are you going to set this. the record? Well, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That must be a That's regulation a scoop size, size or something. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a normal scooper. Like, I don't... I think it's I'm, it's the small ones though you know is you it have the i mean i listen i've eaten a lot of food <laughs> and i know what looks appealing and what's gonna fill me and i'm if i saw just that little scooper being involved and there were like two scoops i'd be like you're not gonna fill the cone with that well i think there's a f more for the smaller cones not right. not the waffle yeah. cones but the um yeah. no, i, mean, I don't know do, what they're called stack it like this guy i i think that's plenty of ice cream i I feel satisfied with this amount of ice cream. Also, I think oh, it would be geez. more efficient to just um, put the bucket on top of the cone and just empty the bucket out and then just hand the cone to the person. It might be faster. Right. But 
I, I just I don't look think at that's this. How it works, Chris. Look at this. I wonder what the temperature oh, is like there because it's it not doesn't that look like cold or that warm. It looks like you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's melting a short little. Shorts, but they don't seem to be bugged by the heat. No one's holding like their hands to their eyes because of heavy sun or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing. Oh, he switched 70, flavors. Sixty-five. Yeah, I think he ran out of vanilla. No, uh, it can't be sixty-five. People would wear a jacket. Um, seventy-two, seventy-one. Okay, let let's talk about. Video. No, I want to guess. The, I want to guess the temperature. Of the this is all video. Astral Chain's fault. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Yes. It's all about the ice cream quest. Um, Kelly, tell us about your workout. Uh... Well, it's well, now melting say, down his hand. Look at this. I'm gonna say thanks for like making me want to cheat on my diet, Chris. Oh, sorry about that. Um, and now I've been playing more Ring Fit Adventure. I'm on World Two right now. Um, you finish World One with a boss fight with the bodybuilder dragon guy, and <clears throat> you know you're doing these moves to do damage to him. And during during the fight, the bodybuilder dragon guy is like flexing. So your character, your ring partner, says, "Quick, get him while he's distracted, flexing." So you have to like, you know, actually kick him or do flexes to do, do damage to him and stuff like that. And then in the next chapter, they have um, the running courses. You're like going through swampland and stuff. So you have to like high step to get through the swamp quickly, and that wore me out. Um. I did end up switching it to silent mode, which means that instead of jogging in place, you kind of bounce in place just because to, to help reduce some of the stress on my um, feet. <laughs> which now that I think about it, I need one of those water treadmills for this, like that cat there that you go. watching. Oh, <laughs> cinder block but, treadmills for everybody. Yes, but that would involve flooding my basement, and I don't think my husband would appreciate that. Um, Vaughn's in the chat. Vaughn, yeah. what do you say? Uh, actually, he probably wouldn't care because the basement's my area. <laughs> <laughs> he might care about the mold and mildew that comes later. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I- I'm still having fun with <laughs> the game. Yeah. I've- I figured that's how he would react. Well, just put the treadmill in the bathtub and do it. There you go. Yeah. Perfect. Actually, that'd be a good idea. Well, yeah. You just well, need I... a-, a thin treadmill. You got this. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to step up to doing, like, two courses a day instead of one because... Um, How long is one course, Kelly? I'm sorry to interrupt. Um, Depending on the course, about three to five minutes. Okay, because that seems like not enough exercise to just do one course. I, I know, but I am so terribly out of shape that, like, the one course was just wearing me out. And the one thing that the game... Uh, tells you to do is to not push yourself. Sure. I'm just, if we're supposed to be active 30 minutes a day, I don't understand how to get there with this game, given the way it's structured, you know? Um. Well, if you do the um, warm-up and cool-down stretches, it works out to about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that's Rough. part of it, too. Okay. Roughly. I haven't exactly timed it. It feels like 30 minutes, but I've been doing, like, the warm-up and cool-down because I kind of need to do it. Wouldn't that be the worst? You, like, actually time it, and you're like, this is 10 minutes. Like, no! Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean... That sounds like what would happen to me. I'm like, no, this felt so much longer. 
longer. And it, any anything is better than nothing. I know. So, at least I'm trying, and the game encourages you for at least trying. Anna's going to make which, me which do this before she'll give me dinner. That's what's going to happen well, in my house. They, You're uh, like, little chonka boy, get up here, do your ring. They are uh, selling the ring cons uh, individually on the Nintendo store. I don't know if there's a multiplayer mode, though. I don't want I, two people bumbling around doing fitness things in the living room. You Sounds like a bad plan. Fumbling around I in the can't. Yeah, it's just, just one of us is enough. Yikes. <laughs> you question. have not seen him just dance. <laughs> I'm worried I'll get too muscular. It won't happen. Oh, exactly. uh, yeah. Who has that concern? Um, teeny Japanese women. I, guess? I don't know. I don't know who has that concern. I'm worried I'll get too. This is in the game, by the way. This is a Q and A. Yeah, in yeah. I, I saw I'm this worried story. I'll get too muscular. Trust me, it ain't happening from this. I mean, so for sorry. someone that doesn't what understand exercise, I under, I I do get where that question comes from. But they're worried they'll be too muscular now. Yeah, they go. Is there no even one... such a thing? Um, there, there's, yeah. yeah. But how about if you see yourself getting that way that you stop? <laughs> no, Chris. What's going to happen from two I know. Go eat some Doritos. Day. Take a day off. You'll be fine. <laughs> Take a day off. <laughs> Take a Doritos day. There you go. It's Doritos day. <laughs> You've heard leg day. You've heard upper bo- body day. Today's Dorito day. <laughs> go celebrate like a gamer. Doritos and Mountain Dew. Yay. You'll have no trouble keeping that muscle off. I guarantee it. <laughs> now, why is the Goose game here? Yeah. I don't know. Why not? But that uh, exercise RPG does look pretty interesting. You know, it, I thought that I was going to hate it. Um, but I am having a lot of fun with it. And I wish that I I want to get to the point to where I could do like a couple of courses a day because I'm having so much fun just doing the jog and, you know, actually actually kicking monsters in the face and doing flexes to kill monsters and stuff like that. Um, it, it really feels... <laughs> This is going to sound dumb. It feels less like an exercise program and more like a game, which I think was the intent. And disguising exercise as a game is probably the best way to actually get me to exercise. Yes, that's exactly (laughs) what I need. (laughs) Like, if you tell me, hey, your heart won't explode by the time you're 36, I'm like, eh, but food is right over there. But if you're like, you'll get experience and loot, I'm like, yep, I'm going to get that. Yep, and I've been really into the EXP. I think I'm like level eight right now. And as you level up, you learn more um, exercise exercises that'll translate into um, moves for fights and stuff, which you can equip. Cool. Um, I, I need this. I also haven't tried this yet, but you can also do a multitask mode where you can um, flex the ring con um, while the game is in sleep mode so that... Um, like you while you're watching TV or something, you can just sit there and do flexes, and you get bonus EXP from that. Yeah. Um, I can just imagine. I'll go to the doctors. They'll be like, "You have hypertension and diabetes, and you're 100 pounds overweight." And I'll be like, "But I'm level 12." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm level 12. <laughs> um. Though, t- t- pro tip for you, Anna, uh, a bra, a sports bra is going to be mandatory. 
Uh, yeah, I have good support bras. Okay, I had to go buy one. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna send you an Amazon link after the podcast. Okay, good, because I I had to go buy one from Walmart, but I kind of don't like it. But it was the only one I could find in my size. Uh, oh yeah, we'll have a long conversation after the podcast uh, to save the boys. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, just a pro tip for um, larger chested women: get a bra for this because you'll need it. Or Lots larger of chested men. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you saying that a bro or a man's ear is required? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't tried it yet, but okay. quite possibly. And then non-exercise games. I finished up Everybody's Chapter 3 in Octopath Traveler. And I went and got all of the optional job classes, which, dear God, some of those boss fights are freaking hard. They're hard. Um, luckily, the game has been out long enough that people have found strategies to kind of cheese the fights, um, yes. particularly with the magic users and using Reflect to pretty much just make the bosses beat themselves up. But there was one of them that was like purely a physical attacker that gave me major problems until I looked up a strategy to basically evade all of the attacks. Um, did you get the optional bosses, Anna? Or the uh, optional jobs? No, I didn't end up doing the level 50 job stuff. So you okay. did more than me in that aspect. Because um, the War Master job that you get, which is the physical one... Mm -hmm. Um, you can equip all the weapons. Seriously? Yeah, Ooh. seriously. And you have special moves that involve all the weapons. So you could pretty much just, like, pick at anything to pick their weaknesses once you have that job and you're golden. And then there's also, I think it's a sorcerer that has all of the elemental spells. Yeah, that one I kind of wanted, and then I was just like, I'm lazy. Yeah. Well, I, I had also cheesed this game quite a bit, because I think, like, my three main characters, Hanit, Cyrus, and Ophelia, are, like, level 70. And everybody else is hovering around 45. <laughs> You're um, on I'm sorry, you finished chapter three, you said? Yeah. Why are you considerably so chapter three was right around the time where I stopped. I think I finished all of their chapter threes and then stopped. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm not nearly that high of a level. Well, every, everybody is like chapter four recommends you be 45. Yeah. I think, and I feel like yeah, I'm I right wasn't on anywhere par. close to that. Yeah. Well, I, I grinded a lot and my strategy was to have the three main, my three main characters, Cyrus, Ophelia and Hanit, um, pretty much carry the rest of the cast. So, um, at around chapter three, I leveled everybody else up to like 40 to kind of get them over the hump. And then, you know, because the other three characters were kind of carrying them, they were getting all this bonus EXP. And plus using Dancer to give you EXP bonuses um, just shot them up to ridiculous levels. And that, that was kind of my plan was to have those three characters carry. Um, now I need to kind of get everybody else, like, at least up to 45, I think, Primrose is hovering at 50, Theon is hovering at 45, and then everybody else is like in their low 40s. 
Yeah, you and have I, way more than I did. Yeah. And one of one of my goals is that I want to try and at least like finish a character a week f- from here on out cuz um the other game that I'm going to talk about is going to take up my time and I want to I want to try to finish the game before Pokemon comes out next month. But um I got everybody to, everybody's chapter 4 finished because I wanted to be at a good stopping point because I picked up Destiny Connect this week. Did you I, did you buy like the collector's edition or did you just no. get the regular game? Yeah, I just got the regular game that came with the poster and the cogs. I don't even know what came in the collector's edition of that. Uh, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I kind of have a new rule with me now that I'm not going to buy collector's editions for IPs that I'm not familiar with. Just because, you know, I got burned by that with uh, Hyperdimension Neptunia. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, we have so many collector's editions of Neptunia, and I've opened none of them because I ended up playing them all on the Vita. Yeah, so um, there's that. I started. Oh, sorry, well, I got confused. I started Destiny Connect, which is the game where it's New Year's Eve in 1999, and time stops, and you play as a little girl named Sherry, and she's trying to figure out why time stops. And she's trying to figure this out. She goes back to her house, and there's a robot in the basement. And the robot is like, let me, yeah, let let me protect you. And apparently her dad- Come with me if you want to live. Yeah, yeah, basically, kind of like that. But apparently this robot- um, was built by your dad. So but you your go dad's totally out of the picture. Yeah. Well, yeah, your dad's totally out of the picture. And the little girl, Sherry clearly has daddy issues because in a um, cut scene, she uh, punches him in the stomach because she's mad that he won't spend any time with her. Um, Fair cop. Yeah. And uh, you go back 30 years in the past and you meet your dad when he's a kid. And he becomes a member of a member of your party. He's a nerd. <laughs> N- um, nerd. No, the, um, actually, are you, are you talking about the nerdy character? No, that's like your your friend from in town. Yeah, yeah, that's your friend from town. And in, in a cut in a cutscene that made me laugh my ass off last night, you know, you meet your parents from the past, and the nerdy kid says, "Why well, you look more like your dad?" And she punches the nerdy kid in the stomach. <laughs> The, you know, the whole time you meet your dad in the past, I'm like, have you people not seen Back to the Future? This is how you cause issues. <laughs> but, um, so that, that's the story in a nutshell. You basically go, you're going back into the past to figure out why time stopped in 1999. And the town is being taken over by robots. And it's implied that this giant robot is, um, sucking sucking human souls out and putting them into robots and i'm just gonna go i could be wrong but i think that the robot that you find in the basement might be your dad because you think you isaac meet, is your dad yeah huh. because um you meet uh the nerdy kid's dad and he's a robot later or at the beginning of the game oh i'm so confused yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I'm sure, and I'm I'm doing a very bad job of explaining the story to this game because it's kind of all over the place. Because no, this, you know, I think the problem is not your description. I think it's okay. It's it's very wibbly wobbly, timey wimey, that kind of thing. Um, gameplay itself, I've got two complaints. Um, one, the camera is all over the place. And trying to adjust it so that it doesn't give me motion sickness has been a pain. Um, and the other complaint, and this might turn some people off, is that the the load times are like Sonic 06 levels of bad. Like everything you do incurs a load time. And it's frustrating. Um, the good parts of the game, now I'm, I'm really liking the combat system. I'm having... Some it, it's very Final Fantasy X, and that you have, uh, you know, the the timeline on one side of the screen of which ca- each character's turn, and you can target via that. And instead of magic points, you have SP points that build up, like when you do attacks or when you get attacks and stuff like that. So you don't have magic points to contend with, which has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm in love with the art style. Everything is just so adorable, particularly the kids. Um, it's really funny seeing this art style come out of Nisa because, you know, the game has the typical Nisa font that you're used to from like the sky and stuff, but the game itself looks more like, uh, oh, who's that, who's that company that did Coraline and Paranorman? Uh, jeez. I have no idea what those are. Yeah, uh, the, the art style kind of reminds me of that. Um, almost kind of claymation, very, very Western kid kind of stuff. Nothing looks really anime, and I'm kind of appreciate appreciate that about the game thus far. Um. Uh, it's just been, it's just been a lot of fun. Oh, Waka, thank you, Waka. It, it's just been a lot of fun, and it's been really charming. If if you can get past the load times. Uh, oh yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. I'm I'm want to stick with this game, um, just because I was kind of interested in it from the get go. Um, I didn't know if anybody was interested in it or not. I am, but the problem is, is I have too many other things that I need to play for a review. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I guess I yeah. should jump into what I've been playing, unless you have more things to talk about. No, I mean that—that's pretty much it. I—I I will keep you guys reported on it. See if it, see if it's worth full price. I'm kind of annoyed that I paid physical tax because the physical game is like fifty bucks, but the digital version is only forty. Ooh, for real? Yeah. That's rare. Huh. Yeah, that... It's like, if I would have known, I probably would have bought it digitally. Huh. But, um, we'll, we'll see where the story goes. Um, I'll try to talk about it without getting any spoilers, but I'm really interested to see where this goes and also how much this game actually um, borrows from Back to the Future just because it's giving me that vibe. But, um, yeah. So, um, I've been playing a little bit of more Final Fantasy for Free Enterprise two-player with Chris. Yeah, we have. We've been doing 2 2s Yeah, so... But with ourselves. Just with ourselves. 
We should maybe challenge someone to a race and see how <gasps> scary. So. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh, but mostly I've been playing Mary Skelter 2, um, which I think I talked about a little bit last week. Flip to last week's spreadsheet. Yes, I did. So I'm really close to being done the game, I think. Um, I have the review kind of all plotted out because I know what I want to say. The game hasn't really changed in my opinion the game has not altered in my opinion since like the third or fourth chapter um, but I am continually so curious how this ties into the first game so when you get when you buy Mary Skelter 2 um, you get Mary Skelter 1 as well and they rebalanced some of the stuff and they did a little bit of tweaks like fixing a game breaking bug that poor Jooms got um, <laughs> poor, poor. He was so excited when he found out that I was doing the review. He was so excited because um, it meant that he didn't have to do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, and they rebalanced some stuff and some of the nice quality of life things that they've added to the to the second game sort of get backported. Um, so originally in Japan, you had to play and finish. Mary Skelter 2 to unlock Mary Skelter 1. For North America, there's a DLC that unlocks Mary Skelter 1 immediately. So you can actually play them in release order as opposed to chronological order. I don't know if you want to do that, but you're free to. I'm, I'm really curious how these two games tie together, and I'm at the point where that's going to be revealed shortly, so I'm pretty stoked. So I, I, I can't really say a lot more without getting into spoilers. Um, yeah, that's it. What have you been playing this week, Chris? You uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. Anything else? No. I started The Outer Worlds like an hour before the show. Does that count? Sure. All right. So it starts were, off like any other Bethesda game. You were weirded out and it's because an obsidian you could game. put beards on a girl. The uh, random character generizer truly randomizes all the elements. And so you end up with a lot of girls with beards, which was weird at first. And then I'm like, you know, I'm kind of into this. It's neat. <laughs> oh, God. Um, it, girls with fabulous mustaches. So, um, you know, whatever. Uh, it. I love the character creator concept because the idea is you are one colonist on a ship full of hundreds of thousands of frozen colonists who um, didn't ever make it. Uh, they didn't ever get defawed on the other side of their long journey. And so the character creator is the the conceit is that you're just finding somebody in cryostasis, but really you're building your character and choosing what they look like. But like, I just love the idea that like, Oh yeah, uh, that's the one I want to play as <laughs> you're my person. <laughs> Uh, but I didn't really get any further than that. I like uh, started some story elements and then uh, logged out because we had this show coming up. Um, the only reason I have it is because it was on uh, Game Pass. But I think uh, Nathan already mentioned that he loved the game, so I don't need to, to go into it much, you know? Yeah, I didn't really want to spoil anything because, I mean, it is a new game. Yeah. Uh, I I like the premise of the character creation, like you said, but I don't like the actual character creator you get. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a bit weird because all the hair, like, your base hair color seems to be black, and then you can kind of like frost your hair with other colors, but they all kind of look metallic. <laughs> look so, metallic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you've got like black hair with poorly done metallic colorful dyes over it, and 
Like, you can edit some things about your face, but for the suite of options you're used to in RPGs like this, you can't do some very basic things, like pick different mouth or nose shapes. I mean, you're basically stuck to making them, like, making your nose go up and down and make it slightly wider, and that's about it. Can I tell you, I don't care that much because it's like, I don't like messing with a thousand sliders for character creators. Uh, See, I love that, but uh, in the Outer Worlds, you never see your character anyways. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, if you... There's no reason. Like, if you idle your camera or idle the game, it'll start... The camera will start rotating around you, and you can see your character then. Um, and you can see yourself in the menu, but that, otherwise, that's it. That's I all you I have a question see. for you. Why are everyone's pupils diamonds? I have no idea. Have my, you noticed uh, that? Yeah, my girlfriend pointed that out, too. She's like, none of these eyes have circular pupils. Yeah, it's like they just decided to go low poly on the pupil. And Peter um, is fighting in a dog costume. I don't know what's happening on the stream anymore. Oh, no. I need to look. What is going on? This is the other stream. That, this is the <laughs> private stream that only we can see. Peter, what are you doing? I'm, I'm fighting. As a dog? <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, the astral chain, that's something else. Yeah, so Outer Worlds uh, character creator, either... Not enough items to make you happy, or so many that you're still overwhelmed and just click randomize and give up because it doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> take it or leave it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's probably not really going to make anyone happy, but... I say you make think... a girl put a giant mustache on her and roll with it because you're never going to see her anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in a game like The Outer Worlds, where it's just goofy... And you never, like you said, and you never see your character. How many options or times do you get the option to have, like, a bearded chick? Yeah. Just true. just say that's it's true. like a side effect from cryostasis. That's hey, right. You can justify anything. You can justify anything that way, can't you? I think uh, they give you powers in this game that they justify that way, don't they? Yes. Uh, <laughs> tactical time dilation, their version of VATS, which yeah, all right. <laughs> is actually just far better than vats in terms of implementation oh really i've yeah. gotten to that point they only teased it so far where i am so that looks uh nice. yeah you you're probably going through like caves yeah near it's the, the freaking tutorial yeah, yeah, yeah it's, I'm, it's so early. Uh, i just wrote that stuff up yesterday so i'm quite familiar with the beginning of the game again um i mean it does it's very similar to fallout 4's vats in that it like slows down time time dilation ah. but it allows you to move while you're doing it, and that also kind of cuts down on the meter, like your uh, TTD meter. Yeah. But weapons have different effects that apply when you attack in uh, TTD. Like some will stagger enemies, some will knock them down. So there's a little bit of that aspect. If you're really skilled in a specific type of weapon, you might just want to use TTD to take one shot at an enemy, and then they'll get knocked down. You can go and uh, NTTD and shoot them normally because you know they're staggered or knocked down or stunned or whatever it is, yeah. or you might just want to target like two different enemies instead of loading up on one. So, some interesting stuff you can do with that. But otherwise, I mean, it's it's everything you're familiar with with Fallout, but just crashing less often and competent with infinitely better writing. So, <laughs> is Chris yeah, Avalon involved in this one? Or no, I don't no? think so. Just good um, writing at Bethesda or at Obsidian, excuse me. Yeah, I mean Obsidian. Obsidian's good when they when they try when it comes to the writing. This is probably their best work. I'm going to go so far as to say uh, it's Obsidian's best game ever. 
I, I guess I always assumed that Avalon was involved with their good writing games, but maybe that's not true. Yeah, not I this one. Uh, he's the writing. In this is just fantastic. Good. If you're a little burnt out on like corporate dystopia, though. Oh, that was my favorite thing is meeting the dude in the cave. And every time he ends a sentence, he uses a yeah. corporate slogan. It's amazing. He's got a bullet wound. He's like, it's not the best choice. It's Spacer's choice. Ah, nailed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is what I was snickering at, Anna. <laughs> You're like, what is going on? So this game has a, a story difficulty, so that's what I chose. And then I pumped all my intelligence and perception and um, uh, uh, charm because oh I like man, to make characters... you picked the perfect build. No, that's that's oh. actually the build I recommend for the guide. Oh um, really? Cause my yeah, because my goal is not to kill anything; it's just to talk to people. <laughs> and dude, you don't need to play in uh, story difficulty. I played through it in normal for the review, and by mid game, it was so easy. I really didn't have to worry about anything combat wise. Even though, like, I've got minuses to my TDD and my strength and everything else. All right. Well, yeah, that might that might impact you. If you lowered your... Uh... I did. That's how I could max out all three of those. Okay. <laughs> um, one thing that everyone, like, I don't know if this is something you're fond of, but in the old Fallout games, if your intelligence was too low, your character would literally be too stupid to talk correctly. Did, did they do that here? They did that in this <gasps> game. So you can play a low intelligence character. Yeah. High strength, low int. <laughs> yep. So... Um... You just go, ugh. <laughs> I, I don't. It, it's not that pronounced most of the time, but oh, yeah, yes, it is uh, in that are, same are there vein. Like NPCs that make fun of you for being a crappy speaker. Oh yeah, the whole. Well, I mean, almost every interact people will just be like, okay, uh, move <laughs> on. So, uh, but generally, the combat isn't really that hard if you don't reduce any of your stats to below average because those can carry some significant penalties. That's what I did. That's, <laughs> that's what you what, did. That's why I chose story. Because I'm like, if yeah. I'm going to do this, I'm going to go story time. Because uh, it's, I'm probably going to have a bad time. <laughs> but if you want to do like a pacifist run. Well, in I my was first wondering, do you think it's possible? It's 100%. Well, oh. they're, they're enemies like primals and canids and giant mantises. And you, oh, you you're not going to walk your way past them. <laughs> you can run past most of them. Let someone else do it. You talk someone um, else into dealing with those. <laughs> But like the last dungeon in the game, I didn't have to kill anybody. Oh, I was a, like, you'll get an item fairly early in the game called the Shroud, which essentially, if you get the correct ID chip, it'll put a hologram on your characters to make them look like other things. People that are supposed to be in an area. Excellent. And then it's got a little bar on the bottom of the screen that depletes as you move through restricted areas. So it adds like another layer of stealth to the game, where instead of just sneaking all over the place. You're kind of just walking undercover, and once that bar depletes, then you have to worry about stealth. Or if you get caught, you can make a dialogue check um, and convince people to you know leave you alone or back off or whatever it is. And then you can do that three times, and each time you succeed at a dialogue check, it'll fill the bar back up. So with a combination of dialogue, the shroud, and stealth, you can make it through pretty lengthy sections of the game that would otherwise force you to fight without having to do anything. And it seems like even the stats I did mix or max out do have weapons associated with them. So I should have yes. some options. Yes. Um, they do an interesting thing with the skills in this game where all the skills are like clustered into categories. And at the beginning of the game, you don't invest in an individual skill. You invest in a category instead. Yeah. That'll boost all the skills by, you know, however many points you invest up until the skill hits level 50. And then you have to start putting in points, uh, 
directly into the skill. Yeah. So it's really easy to become competent at a lot of things, but very difficult to master anything, really. So it's even if your attributes are terrible, you can still become competent at shooting things. So Good. you never really have to worry about that. I might. I'm a little weak guy with no temperament and um, agility. <laughs> oh, man, temperament. Like, that's one thing I couldn't get rid of because I was like, ah, that health regen. That health like... regen. I'm like, I got to make the – I got to commit to this. Got to commit. <laughs> but it was the hardest thing to commit to. Yeah. because <laughs> like, I'm I mean, going to have to ask people for help all the time because of this, aren't I? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> That health regen is just so nice. Oh, man, I got beaten up by a bunch of space monkeys. I guess I'll just lay the controller down and wait a bit. Go focus on something else, so. But, yeah, um, I would, like, a lot of people were asking me right after the review came out, well, does it have builds? Does it have builds? Kinda. But you can pretty much do what you want. Um, And there are only, like, five points in each attribute, like, below average, average, good, high, and very high. So you're not dealing with a wide range of... It's like the range of a review scale that people actually use. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, there's enough to provide you differentiation, so... Hey, Uh, did you see that um, WWE got a 4 out of 10 on IGN? Oh, no. Why so high? (laughs) What? See, that's one thing I never understood about, like, the 10-point scale. I'm like... Where do you parse all the scores between like two and five? Well, you ever depends just on, like, it depends on the people, right? And whether right? they this use is, them all or not. <laughs> I'm not sure this is a two out of ten or a three out of ten. Like, is there a substantial difference? No. Really? No. I, I'm, I, I'm in favor of the have... five point scale, but we I don't am... do that. We do the nine point scale here. So... No, no. We have, yeah, we have a nine point scale. Yeah. Because we go from that way you one can have to a five in half increments, and that way we can have an actual average. Yeah. I don't yeah. like that. I, I think people are able to do five levels of goodness. It's awful. It's uh, not we as good as it should be. A, it's average. I mean, it's forget, pretty we, good. And oh my gosh, that's we excellent. We only do the nine-point scale in our overall score. Our yeah. regular scores are full numbers. What does that mean? Our regular scores. So like uh, battle system, interaction, oh, but nobody music, looks at those. Sound. <laughs> and nobody I looks do. at those. People are like, "What did you put a, the overall score?" That's what goes on Metacritic. That's what goes on Open Critic. That's what goes on rank, game rankings. You know, that's all that matters. Hey, don't yeah, forget and gamers like, available now on Open Critic. Yeah, <laughs> people only care about like three of the scores, anyways. If it's if it's a five, you know, people are like, "Oh, they thought this game was really good." If it's four, it's you know, good with flaws. If it's three, dog crap. <laughs> We have, okay, a, we have well, a lot of good games on our site that have a three, so you can't write them off on I'm, our site with a three. No. Yeah, I know, but I mean, if you if you were to just look at the Metacritic average and yep. they were to convert that to a sixty, right? Oh, you'd be like, oh well, that game got a D minus. Yeah. So I mean, that's yeah, barely. We, a... We're not on a grade school scale. I know, but people don't understand that. No, they and... don't. Our, anyway. our reviews do get adjusted on Metacritic. Oh, do they? Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I posted a relevant gift to the or a relevant Twitter post to the Skype chat that Chris should very much share on screen. Mm, I mm, I don't have Skype installed on this streaming computer right now. Because Wait, what? It, yeah, you uh, you can't turn it off. If here, you let me put it in Skype. the Discord then. Like uh, in Game Facts, a few years ago, they rolled out uh, guide rankings where they would aggregate the amount of upvotes your guides got and put that in a percentile. 
and people were losing their crap about it because a lot of guides were getting 70s and 60s and it wasn't until the it was explained that the site average is 65 that people calm down about it but on on our site oh yeah no on game facts game facts (laughs) Oh yeah. So guides. Kelly Kelly shared one of the amazing, amazing. WWE 2K20. We salute you. I have to admit, I was scrolling through Twitter a few when this game came out and just watching so all these games. So I, I, amazing. I I don't know what's a more appropriate song for that clip. Uh, it has spin to be the me Benny round. Hill thing, right? Or the, yeah, the Benny Hill thing. Let the yeah. bodies hit the floor. No, no, <laughs> uh, Benny Hill or Spin Me Right Round are the two right answers. But that's going to be up to you which one's better, right? So, um, I'm, I'm Team Benny Hill. Too. I'm Team uh, Benny Hill too. <laughs> like I almost think they should just try to make broken wrestling games. Because it seems way more interesting than anything else they could have intentionally produced. <laughs> what the heck? This one, the guy I tripped during his entrance. <laughs> <laughs> he fell through the ring during his entrance. Wow. Oh, my. Uh, this game and is I just, incredible. I feel so bad because I actually know a couple of people that QA'd this belt. game. And There's they the won't even tell people they worked on it. I like this one where like it's uh, Assassin's Creed Unity and like the facial models are all messed up and like you see someone's eyeballs and their hair and their teeth <laughs> but they have no face. <laughs> I mean, I doubt it was the QA people. Like the QA people are probably like, uh, guys, seriously, you're not you're not launching this, right? Like nope, I don't think there were any QA people who were like, no, nope, this is like, this is fine. My favorite is this wrong. one where she goes through the ring. Hello from the other side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least she made it through the ring and didn't get glitched at some point. Uh, take your small victories where you There's can find There's one them. where they, you have to like watch it with audio to understand what's going on because it's somebody winning a Money in the Bank match with a pinfall, which you can't do. <laughs> what? You have to go on the ladder, but yet it just says, oh, one, two, three, he won. Like, no, that's not how this works. I can't wait to win the Royal Rumble by pinfall. <laughs> Yeah, this glitchiness is more entertaining than wrestling. Infinitely ever more is. entertaining. Like they should just make a glitch wrestling. I mean, they already did, but yeah, it's they right should here. Make that it's called WWE 2K20. <laughs> you know, they would 10. try to make a glitch wrestling game, my and they would end up with a per- perfectly functional wrestling. The crouch walking is my favorite part of this like, game. What is causing that? That's just the goofiest thing. I don't know. Um, incorrectly. Um wiring the character well i'm wondering remember if you all remember aliens colonial marines right it was like a notoriously bad game and they come to find later somebody just didn't set a variable to true and if you set it to true like everything in the game works like a hundred percent better yeah so there's it's not perfect game or anything but like (laughs) there's a period instead of a comma at one point oh okay is that what no no i'm sorry they spelt it t-u-r-e that's it Oh, oh, they misspelled true. Yes. Okay. And so if you fix that, all of a sudden all the physics works and the game Come on, like that's just a find and replace, guys. Right. And so here, I'm wondering if it's the same thing. Did somebody set a variable wrong? Did this happen in two games now? Or is it much more complicated? Um, <laughs> Something so tells like me the it's thing much like more complicated. The walking on the knees is incorrect rigging because... Um, you know how like an old-fashioned <laughs> puppet works, right? But they had the rigging. They had the faces. The, why are the faces lower quality than last year's? 
They have nukes. all that stuff. There's like nukes. a yes, there's... they lost the people, but the data's still there, isn't it? Yeah, there's there there is a point where you have to have institutional Ooh. memory to get. Oh my gosh, what is going on with that room? <laughs> is... <laughs> that's with a thumbs up. Yep. Isn't that an old game? Like, yeah, that's an old one. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's this is not still this great. year, but. Like oh. no, what the real question is: Why is the ref giving a thumbs up at all? That's a good question. Like, when do refs give thumbs up in wrestling? They they don't. It's better with music, Anna. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> okay, we should stop talking about. Okay, if you wanna if you wanna laugh as hard as us, all of these gifs are basically available on Twitter, or you could just <laughs> WWE yeah two k twenty glitches and you will find them so uh let let's maybe move on to our feedback because we got tons of feedback oh, yes tons so much feedback we kicked a hornet's nest apparently <laughs> yes, yeah, so we asked what are your unpopular r p g opinions um so Jason emails us hey Jason hi and uh, he says, hey guys, it's been a while, but I wanted to kick a couple things uh to last week's episode. Um, first, Cam Clark did a whole album of covers. One that really got me was Son of a Preacher Man. I only found out about it when I did a podcast about Metal Gear Solid a couple years ago. Cam Clark is the voice actor? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> second, while the Brave XVS musical thing seems wacky, there's not one but two stage adaptations of the Saga games called Saga the Stage. What? One is based on Romancing Saga 2 and the other on 3. I thought there was only one, but a helpful Saga fan was quick to point out my mistake on Twitter. Uh, lastly, my unpopular RPG opinion would be the original Mass Effect is my favorite. Yes, I agree with that entirely. I don't really contend that it's the best, no, but the be- I like no, it more the original Mass Effect is than the best. having the other yes. entries in the series, and you can play it as its own thing without the fear of having missed out on something. Yep. yep. Oh, and yep. also Tactics Ogre is better than Final Fantasy Tactics. Whoa. Hi, Josh and Jonathan. Says, uh, um, Mass Effect 2 had like the best intro in pretty much all of gaming history like the first good intro 20 yeah. minutes of that game was fantastic uh probably the best story and it goes downhill effect. slowly from there a very yeah, slow slope yeah. but it does and then, three had the and best then you point. kill the terminator and it's like where am i now and then mass uh, effect 3 the comes giant along. human baby terminator <laughs> yes <from you. laughs> what no 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 we're not getting into it yeah all right uh jason promises he will write in more often please do jason we like hearing from you shaman yes, uh, his unpopular RPG opinion is the only definitive version of Chrono Trigger is the SNES version because it eliminates the DS version's ties to Chrono Cross. You know, no. I was reading these this morning and I said to Chris, I don't know if any of these are going to be considered unpopular opinions. Uh, I, 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 I prefer the DS version. Of Chrono Trigger? Yeah. As opposed to what? what did did somebody version. say the, oh, somebody didn't say the PlayStation version, did they? No. Okay, good. So we're good. We're all good here. Doesn't that game have like a crazy amount of lag? It's yeah, it's a uh, slow load times and stuff. But it's got the Japanese ROM of Chrono Trigger on the disc. What? <laughs> I know. It's just an emulator with a ROM and then a patch on top of that <laughs> to add English. All right. Uh, but um, I... although... Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No, no, I was ahead. just going to say, uh, even though I'm not Josh and Jonathan, I also would disagree that. Final Fantasy Tactics is worse than Tactics Ogre. No, I'm, yeah, I, that is going to be an unpopular That is an unpopular yeah. Because FF Tactics is better than TO. Sorry. I agree. <laughs> I me. like them both. Fight I like me. them both. I am, I am Tactics Bisexual. I could take either or. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
All right. Uh, you, so you're, you're tactic sexual. You can go either way. Yes. All right. So Budai chimes in and says, I've grinded in every single Dragon Quest I've played. I think 11 yes. has less of it, but I still did. Yeah, I don't know if you listened to, to last week's episode, Nathan, but um, someone was very upset that I that I mentioned there was grinding in Dragon Quest. Well, <laughs> they were upset that you said there was grinding? Yes. Why? What are they going to complain about next? I, that I there's reloading in a, in a shooter? <laughs> I put right? it Anyways, continuing on. Uh, Burai's unpopular opinion. While I do enjoy Kingdom Hearts, I think a lot of Square's bad habits and downward trends can be traced back to it. Uh, he'd need to elaborate more. Yeah, we want to hear more about that, Budai. You got to expand. Because, we'll, we'll I mean, Square Enix has a lot of bad habits. Yeah, it's like you need to be more specific. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't I don't think Final Fantasy, or uh, Kingdom Hearts made Nomura just, like, forget to finish Final Fantasy 15 or want to turn it into a musical or the other crazy crap going on with that one, so... Well, I'm, I think we've learned that every popular game in Japan turns into a musical and or stage production, right? <laughs> so I guess we'll, let's just assume that's going to happen. All right. All right. Um, Strawberry Eggs uh, corrects me. So I, 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 I said I was surprised that she didn't bring up um, Arc Rise Fantasia as her favorite bad performance. And uh, she says, the last question of the week asked for bad performances from otherwise good actors. Arkwright's Fantasia isn't exactly known for its good actors. If anything, <laughs> I could list two of the best actors in that game out of a sea of terrible ones. Anyways, I've already shared a few unpopular video game opinions, but I've got more. Um, <laughs> and she, she, just, she, she settled on, there is no single golden age of RPGs. Every era of gaming has had its share of excellent games. Yes. Yeah, but some have more luster than the others. 98 to 2001 or 97 to 2001, however you want to cut it. Man, it's really hard to argue. Because that's when we saw the first two Fallouts. We saw Diablo 2, Final Fantasy 7, Final Fantasy 8, Final Fantasy 9, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, Planescape Torment. Come on, I will defend that golden age. Did, I'm looking at Marcus. did he get stuck on the top rope? No, he's stuck in midair. Okay. You can oh, see the ref in the audience wa walking around, looking at him. See, he bends down, like, looking what's no, going okay. on. And Hogan's, like, just in midair. <laughs> and the Hardy Boys on the ladder. Whoever it is. Oh, Roman Reigns, whatever. Who cares? Yeah, they, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> and what is this Tactics Ogre blasphemy I'm <laughs> Ah, we a new challenger appears. Yeah, we 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 dissed To that. That's Man, like you... the the siren call for for Jonathan. <laughs> you only do that when I'm not around. You know better. <laughs> hey, I like tactics. Tactics ogre. is better than tactics ogre. Yeah, I'm not saying tactics ogre is a bad game. Oh, by I'm any saying stretch. tactics ogre is a bad game. Oh, that's a fight. <laughs> oh. I want you two to fight in WWE 2K20 now. It actually has a cohesive story. <laughs> yeah, but the combat rolling. is boring as hell. <laughs> Just keep what rolling the... there. <laughs> what is <It's> happening? <laughs> rolling, rolling, rolling. That is the weirdest cuddle fest I've ever seen. <laughs> I remember doing that as a kid. Like, you would just lay on the ground and roll. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan. We are, like, 100% distracted by WWE 2K20 gameplay. Oh, I... I... <laughs> 
I've been saying those are pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Any any other d- strong defenses of Tactics Ogre? Oh man, I just there's a couple other people. I think who's missing another Tactics Ogre fan? It's a uh, Scarp. Yeah. He's a big Tactio fan too, so he he's not around at the fin. But we're we're gonna have um, to make this a future question of the week. What's your favorite list? No, FFT or oh. TO. Oh, well, see, wow. the thing is, I do also like FFT. Well, FFT is going to win just because there's a much higher player base, you know? It's got Final Fantasy in the name. Well, that too. It's got Chocobos. It wins because Chocobos. <laughs> and sequels with Moogles. I think the question should actually be if you prefer Tactics Ogre more than Final Fantasy Tactics, why? Like, what exactly makes it better for you. Man, and you I don't... guys got like 30 minutes? No, I was going to say, no. we can't discuss it now. <laughs> but... I think this sounds like a backtrack topic. And there's probably already know. been two I'm or three curious. on it. Right? I mean, I've played both. And I, like I said, I enjoy both. I just enjoyed Tactics more. Uh, Final Fantasy Tactics more. And in that show, I can go real quick, though. The story's better to me. The uh, dialogue's better. Uh, you get more characters in battle. The character balance is better. Final Fantasy Taxes is kind of broken to me. And I think uh, you still get all of the class customization, even though the Final Fantasy Taxes job system is a pretty cool one. Uh, so some may say they like Final Fantasy Tactics because you can break the system, where you can't really do it as easily in Tactics Ogre, but I prefer it being a more balanced and challenging game. Uh, the difficulty curve is also much better in Tactics Ogre, where it's really wonky on Final Fantasy Tactics. So in a nutshell... Those are my my highlights. Yeah, I mean a couple of those points I definitely agree with for I, sure. I agree with all, all of that. Nobody likes when people make valid, well thought out, agreeable, <laughs> sensible <laughs> opinions. It's okay. I'm still Blast ignorant because I didn't pay attention to any of it because I was watch reading more WWE <laughs> tweets. So there I can go. just admire myself in my ignorance and be like, "Ooh, FFT chocobos, yay!" Chris is the hero we need. <laughs> But he isn't the hero we deserve. No, right. uh, other way around, actually. <laughs> oh, fair enough. That's probably right. <laughs> All right, carrying on. Uh, Featherhoof, question of the week. Uh, really unpopular RPG opinion. Final Fantasy X is extremely overrated game. That okay, that's interesting character. No, 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 no. <laughs> they go into it, and I love that you're Silence here, Peter. Silence is heathen. I love, <laughs> I love that Peter's here in particular. All right, so Final Fantasy X is extremely overrated game that has very interesting characters that are entirely overshadowed by two of the blandest characters <laughs> ever written whose only romantic chemistry that brings them together is that they both have daddy issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez! I agree with Yuna, but I think Titus is one of the least offensive main characters. In- <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to sound like that. <laughs> we we've discussed the the voice uh, yeah, acting timing ad nauseum. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Featherhoof says, "Fight me." Sorry, not sorry. I will because I think Titus had the best growth throughout that. I mean, he starts out as like this super whiny annoying pos and, and i couldn't ends stand as a super whining no he, <laughs> no, he really doesn't so much better so much better yuna i can agree with in a i guess a rough sense she yuna, doesn't really have a whole the lot good of growth character which I, really I forced and yeah it them, does and which of them gets a sequel let me put it to you that way yeah, yeah. Well, well, can I do yeah. for you final fantasy <laughs> 10 too <laughs> 
Yuna had let's, a lot better of a character growth in the sequel. Let's talk yeah. about let's talk the about the sequel to the sequel then, shall we? <laughs> probably what they tried to do: fix the fact that she was just this blanket shell of a person the entire of Final Fantasy X. <laughs> and, and the thing you, is, I love so Yuna to death. WWE I love her yes. to death. But I, I will not defend the fact that she had no character growth in ten. Getting I, a sequel does not make a good game I for the Final Fantasy series. Ten's a great game. 13. I actually really yeah. like it, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna so bitter down, about the sequels. <laughs> I'm gonna lay down a real unpopular opinion. I like ten too, way more than ten. You didn't even play ten too. I, yes, I did. Uh uh-uh. uh. How I far even, did you get? I even had the damn strategy guide. Did the you? worst part is, is I missed that one thing in the at the very beginning where you have to talk. So you didn't to get the real the ending. Suit. So I got ninety nine point eight percent. You got to do it again. No! You got to do it again and get the real ending. Yeah, whatever. and then you could be set up to be totally disappointed by the book it's and the how it ruins your real four. ending. I YouTubed it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. actually, no. Where I had began, someone record it, and I think they like shared it with me over IRC because that was before YouTube. I, I agree with Featherhoof. Twelve is better than ten. Oh, well, that's just a given. I think this wrestler's on the treadmill, Anna. I think Final Fantasy twelve probably. This might be my unpopular gaming opinion. Final Fantasy twelve had overall the worst characters of any major Final oh, Fantasy. We're getting into Final Fantasy twelve. The worst, like the past twelve hours. Hold on yeah. to that thought. Oh, we're getting there. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, we're we're gonna stop unpopular opinions for a breather because Peter, this question is for you. Since sure. this has been brought up in the podcast, why does everyone hate Witch and the Hundred Knights? <laughs> <laughs> I played and enjoyed the Revival Edition on the PS4. The music was really good. Combat boats were repetitive, but but fun. Uh, I bought. I thought Metalia was actually a good character. At the start of the game, she was harsh and cruel, but as the game progressed, I thought she became more compassionate and went from villain to hero. You also learn about who she is and her relationship with the Forest Witch. Everyone hated her for being the Swamp Witch, so she in turn hated the world. But her character changed as she met Visco. Granted, the original ending was a complete 180, what the hell? This makes no sense, but if you complete certain tasks, it opens up a whole story and ending, and you learn a lot more about the world and its characters. Okay, I I wish you could have heard my jaw hit the desk when they said that Metalia was a good character. (laughs) Everything about her just drove me up a wall. Her, I mean, she had like this weird obsession with profanity that felt so unnatural. Um, like it was not a cool way to swear, if there is a cool way to swear. Um, all you, I don't ever, ever promote my stuff on my own. But seriously, go watch my YouTube of the playthrough that I did of this. What's and you can, you can, what? Oh, it's the same as everything else. It's youtube.com forward slash Peter Thomas six. Um, and you can watch video by video. Just fast forward through them all and watch me slowly sink into my chair. Every play, every video <laughs> and my soul escape my body as this game just sucked the life out of me. And how? OK, so this goes also back to the Doraemon uh, story of seasons and why I won't get that. But how could you have stood listening to the hundred night go, hey, 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 every time he ran, every single time he ran. It was horrible. Oh, my gosh. I could literally like Jonathan talk for an hour at least about how this game is awful. I Terrible. I am concerned that the idea that combat is repetitive is a um, good thing. Yeah, how do you overlook that? 
Also, doesn't she turn her mom into a rat and then proceeds to have her gang raped? What? Yeah, there's that. I've tried pushing that game so far out of my brain, Anna, that I don't even want to know if that was true or not. It, <laughs> it's just like we. So Sam was the one that was set to review this, and after that happened, she was so upset, and she was like, "I oh don't want to review this game anymore." She did I eventually don't... finish it, but like, wow. Okay. Well, I mean, I I've played stuff and I've watched stuff where I've heard other people give their opinions, and I'm like, did we even play the same game? And I think that's what's going on here. And, I mean, good on you if you found enjoyment in it. Yeah, I mean, somebody did. Like I said, there's a sequel to it, but I just, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. There's a I... sequel to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance. They made a they made a remake of Bubsy. I mean. The sequel to they... FFT Advance is actually pretty good, though. Yeah, yeah FFT yeah. 2 is amazing, but FFTA is not a good game. I I liked Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, and I liked the original Bubsy, not the 3D game, but the original Super Nintendo game. So that's what I mean. I good mean, thing the, this is unpopular is, opinion. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Like the, the premise is that there was enough people that liked it to get a sequel. I, I don't think anything has produced a sequel uh, that I can think of that's that's commercially flopped, right? Bubsy Paws on Fire. <laughs> well, uh, yeah I, right. I don't know much about Bubsy so uh, continuing the feedback um, Krull <laughs> uh, writes in and says I also think Chrono Trigger is overrated for me it's a good but not great game in the 3.5 range rather like Undertale however I'm glad to hear I am not alone in this so maybe this doesn't count enough as an unpopular opinion how about this one the world ends with you one of my all-time favorite games is better on mobile than ds come at me no he's totally right i yeah, played I it on ds i played it on mobile and i played it on switch and honestly the the only reason i wouldn't suggest the mobile version is because it doesn't work on the new os yeah i don't know that that's too unpopular <laughs> i gave chrono trigger i believe a three and a half out of five in my review i got i got hate mail I'm surprised that Chris that is shouting, feel that "Cause way. you're wrong!" Yeah. from the other room. Yeah, I don't know. I I mean, I played Chrono Trigger way later. Um, I think the first time I ever beat it was on the DS, um, and I felt the same way. I thought it was a a great game, um, but you know, outstanding to the point of like this should be a ten out of ten forever, always. Mm, maybe not so much. I can see where people who had played it when it came out, though, you know, found it to be kind of revolutionary, so to speak. I think I think it was a lot of people's first RPG. Yeah, maybe, and that could be it too. I think a lot of people in life confuse favorite to best. Yeah, yeah. I didn't play Chrono Trigger until I was in college, and at that point, I was like, "Yeah, I mean, if I would have played this in what '95 when it came out, I could see that I would have adored it." But in college, it was just, it was just good. I yeah. did play it back then, and it was good. The only game I liked better than it was Final Fantasy VI, as far I as mean, RPGs went. I actually think that uh, Chrono Trigger is probably right up there with some of the best RPGs made before polygons became a thing. But mm-hmm. um, then again, I also enjoyed Fantasy Star Four more than Final Fantasy VI, so my opinion is kind of garbage, apparently. Uh, a lot of people love Final Fantasy Star 4, though. It's not that bad. 
the the main reason why I prefer six to Chrono Trigger is because six kind of hits me more on an emotional level. I played yeah. six more. I think I might have played Chrono Trigger on the Super Nintendo. I have a vague recollection of maybe watching my friend play it, uh, but I played a lot of six. Yeah, six was really good. Saying think, that six is better than Chrono Trigger is not a bad statement at all. I think, like, uh, if you play Chrono Trigger later with a guide and can see all those optional stories and endings, you'll probably like it more than playing it blind. Whereas Final Fantasy VI, you can probably get away with playing it blind and end up enjoying it more. If but. you can make it through the future world, you'll probably finish Chrono Trigger. But I feel like the plot, ta- I feel like both the plot and the pacing take a massive nosedive once you go to the future. And if yeah. you can manage to, and if you can manage to to get your power your way through that, then I think you're fine for the rest of the game. Yeah, it drags in the middle, but once you once you get past the beginning, which is good, and into the end game stuff, which is really good, you're probably probably gonna have a different opinion if you if you give up somewhere in the middle you're probably like eh. it's one of those games you kind of right. gotta uh, tough it out victor has some real unpopular opinions maybe i don't know if these are unpopular uh, victor says all ness era rpgs are primitive and player unfriendly that even the best of them like final fantasy and dragon warrior 4 are barely playable i i agree i agree with this very much chris is shouting yes from the other room um, I, Victor also <laughs> says, um, SNES Genesis, uh, I also hold this unpopular opinion for SNES and Genesis era RPGs, although not quite as fiercely. RPGs didn't reach the point where they're good enough to play entirely on the merits of the game alone, as opposed to gaining a historical cultural con- context or appreciation for RPG speedruns, knowledge to write a review, competing against each other in a randomizer, etc. Until the PlayStation and 64 era. I, I don't mm. know if I necessarily disagree. I disagree. Yeah. Um, I, I do think people look at like 16-bit RPGs with rose-tinted glasses, and you had a lot more depth and complexity in computer RPGs up until that point. Um, like <clears throat> the Gold Box games and stuff like Quest for Glory were so far ahead of what you would see out of console RPGs for years that it was kind of hard for me to transition from those DOS games to those Super Nintendo games. And then by the late 90s, they started to reach pretty good parity. I kind of feel like it also really wildly varies from game to game. Like, I still feel like Shining Force 1 and 2 are fairly playable, although I do prefer the Game Boy Advance remake of Shining Force 1. But, Mm -hmm. like, I went back and tried to play Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, which I loved as a child, and I played the crap out of it, and I probably beat it more than once. But, like, I think I tried to play it in 27 or 2018 and i was like Ugh, really i can't I, play yeah. this yeah i still find that game really charming um um yeah you know i like watching speed runs of it that's how i like experiencing it yeah i think that the the statement about the nes ones is true and that i think is very much the rose-colored glasses um i go back every now and again to try my hand at the original final fantasy and I can't stand the fact that there's no auto target after a, an enemy has been beaten. Oh God, yes. You know things like that. I think those those are very broken and they don't work uh, well at all in today's day. Or maybe we're I just would spoiled. Love to see like a 2.5D remake of Final Fantasy One that fixes some of the limitations that the well, original did, Nintendo had. 
did you guys ever play the PlayStation, uh, the PSP remakes? Uh, no, I yeah. think so. I, I think I, the I PSP, think yeah, the PSP remakes made them very accessible. They got rid of the spell charges issue, which is like 90% of why that game feels oh, inaccessible. Yeah, it's straight up in P now, and it really Mm. fixes a lot of the problems. Yeah, the PSP versions were definitely the better of the. I played them. I played the Donna Souls, the Origins, and the PSP versions, and that was the one that hit it on the head for me. That's that's when I finally beat them. And it it makes me really upset that the PSP versions aren't on the uh, PlayStation Store. No, Origins is. Yeah, and I don't really like that one that much because the load times are atrocious. See, to me, I actually disagree with him. I think the PS1 era RPGs have aged much more poorly than the uh, 16-bit era RPGs have. I agree. 100% agree with that. Graphics, load times. Controls. um, Yeah, uh, just being slow, having to watch the – not being able to skip through many of the cutscenes of some of the games. That's I got, usually uh, what I tell people about Final Fantasy VII and why I don't like it. I'm like, I can't play with that D-pad. Um, it's miserable trying to navigate through a town. See, I got nostalgic into Final Fantasy VII. If there's a game I really liked back in the day, I can, I can still overlook its flaws for the most part. Um, I bought Dragon Quest One and Two on the Switch, and those are really helping me remember exactly what we're talking about, like the eight bit. <laughs> RPGs were just generally not very good. Like you can save anywhere in these games now, which eliminates like a lot of the trouble with them. But dealing with the uh, encounter rates in Dragon Quest Two is just like, ah, man, I remember how much of a chore this was. See, for for me, the first RPG that felt like really didn't feel like they were just plunking you in the world and having you figure stuff out was Final Fantasy Four. I think, yeah, Final Fantasy IV is probably, like, when you can point at it and go, okay, this is actually a Final Fantasy. Like, this is when it really got started. Yeah, because RPGs up until that point was just, okay, create your characters, go have fun. Yeah. Hope you don't, hope you don't need to go look up a guide. Yeah. And four just kind of, like, I mean, it keeps you on rails for most of the game, but it feels like good rails because the story just keeps pushing you forward. All right, are we jumping to our next unpopular opinion? Yes. Sure. We'll be here all day if we don't. (laughs) (laughs) Platty couldn't join us today, but he has so many unpopular opinions. Um, Platty says, I barely did and haven't since 2004 played a PS1 game. I can't do it. The graphics are just too horrible. I skipped that era. Uh, He's not wrong. (laughs) Chrono Trigger is an average game. (laughs) NES and SNES games are all too primitive. Now here's the new one. Final Fantasy 12 plays itself. <laughs> if you're bad at it, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm not a fa- have, big fan of Final Fantasy we 12. Have this but. argument on our discord all the time. By the way, if you want to join the discard, rpgamer.com slash discord, and that will get you. There you go. There. Show that. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I necessarily agree with this because you have to like switch around a lot of stuff. You can let it play the game for you, but it will not be optimal. Yeah, you can tell the difference between like these are trash mobs and I'm just going to let things go and this is a boss. So I'm going to rejig all my gambits and actually micromanage. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what I was about to point out was that the autoplay stuff is really more for grinding and uh, hunts. 
or not yeah. hunts, um, just get, you, getting gold and stuff. You will die a lot, even with good gambits, um, if you're not paying attention. Like, I cannot just walk through the game with, you know, this catch-all set of gambits and expect to beat it. Yeah. It just doesn't work that way. See, I also liked how they did it in that game where, in the game's previous, how often would you actually buff yourself or debuff the enemy? You would just attack, 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 right? Especially right. through trash mobs with this it helps keep your buffs up automatically which i really liked yep. see I, I appreciated the fact that it would just auto fight trash mobs yeah it's kind of like baldur's gate in a lot of ways where you can just kind of let the ai go if you're just dealing with weak enemies but if you try to do that when you're fighting something that actually requires uh, a little bit more finesse you can have a bad time uh this is kind of a tangent, but I had a friend who played through half of Icewind Dale without realizing that you can pause the game. What? So. Oh, oh my. That's a bit fun. <laughs> so sometimes people have bad opinions of games that the game hasn't necessarily earned just because uh, they're not utilizing the tools necessary to succeed at the game. See, I feel that way about Majora's Mask. I hated it at first because I hated having to go all the way to the dungeon at the start of the new day and just walk there. And then I learned later that, well, you can unlock fast travel points right by the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, Maybe that should be a, a gaming question. What's your biggest derp moment in gaming? Yeah. Oh, we've, we've <laughs> had that a few times. Uh, but yes, we 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 should uh, we should definitely bring that up, bring bring that one back up. All right, uh, last uh, piece of feedback is from Last Sim on Earth. He's actually one of our staffers, and he's hanging out at Twitch.tv/rpgamer while we record this show. Hey, Sim. Uh, he says uh, Persona 5's stylish visuals and mechanical polish can only do so much to hide its severe issues with regard to writing and pacing. I'm totally with you on the pacing thing. Also, I don't like the way that they treat. Uh, gay characters. Uh, is that is it that typical Japanese uh, homophobia stuff? Extremely. The only two like super gay people are extremely predatory, and there's oh. also a a crossdresser, and I'm not sure if they're supposed to be transgender or a transvestite, like a like a crossdresser performer. So yeah, it's weird. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. No, I totally agree with Persona's pacing. It's, oh, yeah. Uh, that final dungeon on the ship needs to be like half of the length or maybe two-thirds if you're really pushing it. Because it's like yeah. it has this, these really cool mechanics that int get introduced solely for that dungeon, but you have to do it so many times that it, it doesn't feel good to do it. Squeak. Um, uh, Last Sim on Earth also says uh, Bethesda open world RPGs like Fallout 3, 4, and Skyrim are some of the most drab boring games I've ever played. Couldn't get more than 10 hours into any of them. Zim, what you need to do is you need to play Skyrim mods. My friend told me about a mod this week that is amazing. Yeah, somebody needs to find a good ENB is what it sounds like. Um, hang on, I gotta figure out what the name of this mod is. He explained to me the whole story, so I don't want to spoil it. Um, so this mod is called... Oh, yes. The explanation of what was going on was so long. Okay. Um, it... Oh, damn, maybe he didn't tell me the name of the mod. 
Um, you get a letter about some forgotten ruins. You go to investigate. You find a young woman who wrote you the letter saying her brother jumped down a tunnel several days ago and still hasn't come back up. And she promised him to stay there. So you take the plunge. It's a massive fall. You survive and find yourself in a completely abandoned, dark, everyone long dead, burned out bodies everywhere, underground Dwemer City. Is that a the forgotten city, perhaps? That sounds right. You walk around a little bit and start hearing a ghost telling you to stay away from the house on the lake. The ghost turns out to be a very, very old man. He has hidden the key to the house on the lake and warns you not to go in there. He takes his own life instead of going Well, you're back just going to spoil all the story the now, so... So you have to kill the ghost to get the key. And then there's time travel. What? And that's where I will stop my explanation. It is amazing. Says so, your friend. Yes. Says Not Ninji. You. Says Ninji. <laughs> yeah. Ninji. No, no, no. Ninji explained the whole plot to me, and it is freaking wild. So I think that's the Forgotten City, based on some quick searching. But uh, so if you want to search for that and see if that's what so it is. It seems to have gotten a lot of awards, so that might line up with that. Yeah, it's got full voice acting for, like, what? everybody. What? It's a 10-plus-hour mod that has absolutely full voice acting and a better script than the actual full g than the actual game. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this Forgotten City has voice actors, so that might be it. All right, so go check that out, and then maybe you, too, can have another reason to play Skyrim again. Yep. Oh, boy. Last thing That's I need. That's what you need, right? <laughs> So thanks, everybody, for providing feedback. We will jump into a question of the week after the news. But um, if you want to send us feedback, there's lots of ways to go. So one, you can do like Jason. Jason did. And you can email us, podcast.rpgamer.com. I check it Saturday morning, so make sure you get it in, like, Friday night at the latest. Or be like Jason and let me know that you emailed. Um, you can call or text us at 608-729-4098. Um, somebody called us this week and didn't leave a message. So we're sad. We wanted to hear from you. So... Um, text us or, or leave a message next time we, we won't pick up at that number it, it's just our google number so um or you can do like last him on earth and vaughn and a lot jay mustang and all sorts of other people in our chat we got 12 viewers guys yeah Ooh. um you can come to uh, twitch.tv slash rp gamer um every day at uh every, not every day <laughs> every saturday at uh, nine eastern new pacific no no nine pacific noon eastern ah! Can I talk about the news now? This just in. During Paradox Convention in Berlin, Big Ben Interactive announced Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song, a new adaptation of the World of Darkness tabletop RPG. The game is being created by the council developer Big Bagged Wolf and is set to be released in 2021, though platforms are not confirmed. Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song will utilize the rules of the 5th edition of Vampire the Masquerade. Players will take control of three vampires belonging to different clans of the Camarilla, a secret society that most vampires belong to. Big Ben Interactive also released a new reveal trailer for its upcoming title, Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood. The game's an action RPG adaptation of the tabletop RPG set in a world of darkness universe. Werewolf the Apocalypse Earthblood is being developed by the Cyanide Studio and is currently planned for release on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One in 2020. Oh, can, can you I, I am much more interested in this werewolf game than I am the vampire game. I'm more interested in the vampire game. Yeah, I am too. Oh, werewolves versus vampires fight. Uh, werewolves have less weaknesses. I sparkle. But more shedding. Werewolves have less powers. I, I guess that's true, but so I mean, at least, at least sunlight doesn't kill you. But oh. vampires are immortal <laughs> until they're dead. 
<laughs> is it really? Are you really immortal if you're already undead? Anti-mortal? That's probably Stay better. Stay cool, Kobayashi-san. A River City Ransom story will be released on November 7th, 2019. It's a spinoff to the long-running Kunio-kun Brawler series. Uh, 14 bucks. Steam, PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. It's a time-traveling adventure to stop the schemes of an evil organization and a... It's another River City game. Yes. And your company isn't involved again. Correct. How did this happen? Um, it's too cheap. Oh. It's too cheap. <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> They so, only want to charge 14 bucks for yeah, it. Yeah, so like, if this had gone to a publisher, it would have had to have been at least... Is this a mobile game that they just quickly decided to no, chain platforms on? No. You don't know. It's a no. different company, so... It, no, it's Arc System Works. They're the people that own the license. Yeah, I don't want to imply that you're speaking all for of them. Their, that's all. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, if this had gone to a publisher, it would have had to have been at least 1999. You think? Yeah. Why? Because of the revenue split. Oh. Okay. But this is a this is a cheap digital game. It's actually more expensive Dude, in North America. it's full on anime. Dude yeah, has it's, like it's explosion anime powers. Um, right. Yeah, <laughs> he like he does a lot of like um, almost like yakuza style moves. Mm-hmm. Um, Kiryu, which type, is just type moves. anime, Anna. Yeah, it's anime. So. <laughs> that is anime. So yeah, um, this, this the weird thing is is it's more expensive here than it was in Japan. Wow, this was like eight or nine bucks in Japan, well, and here it's fourteen. They've taken advantage of us. Yeah. What are you cheering about? Sunless Skies is heading Why? To You're not into Sunless Skies. No, These no, no, games no. are too creepy for you. I kind of want to play this. Oh, well, then play Sunless Sea. We have like it on four different platforms. We Come don't on. have it outside of PC, I thought. Oh, okay. I probably have it on Xbox One or something. <sighs> I know. All right. Sunless Skies, Sovereign Edition. Yeah, Sunless is Seas is coming to Xbox One and Nintendo Switch. Oh, it is. Yes. There you go. And then Sunless Skies is coming to a Sovereign Edition, which has new continent changes for the the console and of course they'll patch the old one too and uh yeah ps4 xbox one and switch sometime in the first half of 2020 and then sunless sea sub submariner edition is coming to xbox one and switch in 2020 uh it's already on ps4 and the, lots of ports so you'll get to play all those games on console pixel art action rpg unsold yeah so this is being published by p cube mm-hmm. um and developed by one dude in south korea Okay. Is it uh is it a Dark Souls-y type thing? Uh, it's a 2D action RPG. Um let's see. Uh, I see a lot of solitary walking. Oh, there's some enemies. Uh I, I actually can't tell from this trailer. Yeah, I couldn't either. Um the S- environmental storytelling. Uh, with a unique art style. Oh. oh, oh. Uh, but not yeah, a puzzle so game. You, not a puzzle you game. play as a boy and a girl who have the power to suck up souls. Okay, cool. Battletech is getting heavy metal. Wait, mm-hmm. isn't our Battletech guy on the podcast now? All right, what's going on with this? Yep. What are they adding? So you get, this is mo- mostly a mech pack. I think there's 15 new mechs and uh, about 15 or 16 new weapons. And the new mechs are cool. Some of them are just variants of others. But a lot of these mechs also have like specialty items on them, which kind of gives them... Uh, a little more personality and a little more specialization. And then I think there's a couple, at least one new Flashpoint story. To, to But there's not a new like campaign or anything. It's just a lot more mechs and a lot more weapons. And this is uh, something that's very welcome. Sweet. There you go. Battletech Heavy Metal. Is it called Heavy Metal? Heavy Metal. Okay. Yep. There you go. 20 bucks. All the new mechs. P- uh, it'll be on PC on November 21st. Um, it, 
or it's part of the season pass if you have that. So then you don't have to pay more. Okay. Dark Fantasy RPG Arborea is announced. Not to be confused with the Arborea in Dragon Quest XI, which is very much not dark. Um, in Arborea, players take control of the Chosen One, a Jotun warrior who is tasked by the village chief to save the Father Tree, which is the source of life for the tribe. Uh, you got to go save the things. Um, and you get, like, plant powers. So there you go. <laughs> you go look at it. Uh, tactical RPG, The Protagonist, colon, EX-1. Turn-based tactical sci-fi RPG coming from Three Mind Games, planned for release on PC via Steam in 2020. Uh, takes place on planet Terra. Terra means Earth, but it's not Earth. Uh, as it comes under attack from synthetic inv- uh, invaders. And what is this? Is this... Uh, when we say tactical and we're talking RPG, does that mean XCOM? You have to check now. It is unclear from the trailer, but I'm getting an XCOM vibe from the settings, so I don't know what that's going to be. So look for more info as we get it. Darksiders Genesis coming to PC in December and February in consoles. Uh, it is... Uh, what is Darksiders Genesis? It's the first game in Darksiders series to shift to a top-down act. Oh, it's a Diablo Darksiders! Isn't it? Yes? Yeah, but I think it's only two-player, which is kind of... You choose between two mm. of the four horsemen and then go on a... Okay, this trailer is all cinematic, so... Shooting demons and... Okay, here we go. Here's some... Oh, yeah, that's totally a Diablo-style game. Yeah. So... Okay. Um, I'm, like, very much not up to speed on the Darksiders plot, but... Um, so I don't know where this comes in the, the so canon. So here's what confuses <laughs> me, is we know what all four of the horsemen are, right? Okay. Yeah. And three of them have had their games. own games. Yeah. So why can you only choose Strife and War in this I one? I don't... Uh, I, oh, I thought you could choose any of the four. No, no. You oh. choose between two and war. of the four horsemen. Probably... Okay. So is your complaint that you can't be the female horseman? No. I, isn't War female? I, I think so. No. No. I don't know. Uh, the other I one. I think that's Wrath that's female. Okay. Right. I, and I don't know why. I'm assuming it's plot reasons, but yeah, maybe like, it's other there's reasons. There's actually a point in Darksiders 3 where all four of the horsemen actually get together and are like, yo. Well, maybe you unlock them and they want to keep it a secret for now, you know? It's hard okay. to tell. It's a new game. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like a missed opportunity if they don't have all four. Or they're just not having four expansion. player at all. You always got to have an expansion uh, for a Diablo. Yeah. Yeah. This a good way to kneecap what could be a good game if there they do that. There is a three-minute-long trailer that you can watch. It's coming December 5th for PS4, Switch, and Xbox One in February 14th. PC and Google Stadia are the December 5th release dates. If you're lucky, you'll actually have access to Google Stadia by December 5th. But there's no guarantee of that because there's no guarantee of when anybody who pre-ordered Google Stadia is getting their Stadia <laughs> stuff. That's a whole other story that we're not going to get into right now. But I thought I'd bring up since we mentioned Google Stadia. All right. Hey, so there was a Persona event this week. Okay. Last week. And the, this week? The, uh, yes. the, the, what's it called? The M- Persona Muso. Persona 5 Scramble. The Muso game. Phantom Strikers. So we have Yay. a Japanese release date. So we got a lot of trailer. Apparently there's a lot of plot in this game, as you might yeah. expect for a Persona spinoff, because they all have a lot of plot. Um, and uh, what do we have? Do we have any evidence of gameplay in any... Hey, gameplay! Here we yes. go. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right. There's actually gameplay in the trailers. Okay, I see people teaming up and doing combo attacks, and you kill lots of people with anime moves. And there's a new character who wears a weird costume that I don't recognize. Or is that the new character from Royal or something that I just don't know her yet? Um, 
That could be the girl with the hearts. Yeah, the heart braids. Yeah, she is new. She's new to this game, not yes. to royal. Okay. Yes, the royal girl has red hair, but it's more. She might not be in this game. She's huh? it. The red hair is different. Okay. You get to play as the cat bus. Meow. You get to jump around as the cat bus, because you know. <laughs> Somersaulting horses in the Fire Emblem game I, isn't I enough. Now ask. we have somersaulting this... cat buses. <laughs> yes. Day when one. When do we purchase. get this? This Anna? game is so many buys. When do we it get this? <laughs> um, I I don't know. Have they announced like uh, a release date for this? Well, in not for the West. It's early 2020 in the in Japan. I can't remember what February date exactly. 20th. February twentieth. February twentieth. It's zero two two zero two zero two zero. Oh, for goodness sake. And PS4 and, and the Switch, that you'll have all those twos and zeros for that's release date. And then Persona 5 Royal is out, out already? Yes. Okay. Um, no, it's out in Japan in five days. It's not out yet. Oh, my and bad. Then, um, yeah. T- tangentially related news, the uh, Atlas store on the website on their website is closing on the 31st, so like all of their stuff is on clearance. Okay. I'm I'm just putting that out there because That's I managed to finally pick up a Morgana plush. Nice. We'll have to check that out after the show. Persona 5 Scramble is a sequel. It takes place half a year after the ending of Persona 5. Yes. So this is a honest-to-goodness sequel. Um, even more reasons to buy. Please give it to me now. Hey, uh... Speaking of things are... I don't want given to me... <laughs> hey, Chris, are you playing Fallout 76? No. Well, it's too bad that you're not because uh, are you sure? Fallout First. I'm pretty sure I'm very happy to not the, be playing the Fallout The subscription 76. package you know, is, I've heard is that available now. People tell Country me that game's road, better now. Take I'm, me home. I've heard that game's better now than it used right. to be, and I should so enjoy it. If you're a Fallout First subscriber for $12.99 a month 12, or $100 a year. $12.99 a month, that's like an MMO. I could play WoW for that money. <laughs> but here's, here's what you get. Private worlds with mm. players able to invite up to seven others to join their world. Oh, I don't Only need I don't need to pay them money to play with a private server. Come on, the, now. The, these aren't private, nor are they servers, by the way. Yeah. Oh, what so, does that mean? Um, if you have a private <laughs> server, anybody can join it at the moment. Wait, what? As, as long as they're on your friends list. <laughs> also, from what we can tell, they might not actually. Well, they're definitely not like servers that you rent and keep active all the time. Yeah. Sure, but as soon like as you leave, the world, the, the world is closed. Wait, but oh, no, 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 it gets better. No, no, Chris, 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 it gets better. You get a scrap mm-hmm. box with unlimited storage for crafting components. Okay, that sounds good. At the moment, if no one is in your world, the yeah. scrap box disappears with all of your stuff in it. What? <laughs> it eats your scrap. Does it take my cloth, uh, does it take my canvas bag with it? It takes your ballistic fiber, it takes everything. No! You get a survival tent that acts as a placeable fast travel point, including a stash and sleeping bag. All right. If you don't pick it up before you log out of the server and no one's in it, it disappears. No! <laughs> no! And it might also cause your game to crash to desktop. No! Just you okay, get, I oh, no, 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 Chris, it gets better. No! You get you get 1,650 atoms per month. I don't know what that even corresponds to. Is that like a dollar? almost enough $10? to bl- buy blue color for your power armor. What? Almost. I don't want you have blue to save color up for my. I have to save up for blue color. Yeah. This is enough. What can I get with it? Almost nothing. Oh, for goodness sake. You get the Ranger, Ranger armor outfit, which, if you wear it, it can crash your game. What? <laughs> I don't want to crash the game. That. I might lose my tent. <laughs> you also get exclusive icons and emotes. For what? The emotes have been accessed by hackers. Where do I access emotes? <sighs> Where do I use these emotes? 
On your private server. But nobody, but everyone, it's not private. It disappeared. <laughs> my scrap box. This is a fantastic box. deal. Okay, by the I way, didn't understand before why people were so mad. Now I get it. Uh, well, they promised that we would have no uh, non-cosmetic microtransactions in this game. That we did. Uh, they promised that. Well, they said they weren't wait, working wait, on wait, battle wait. royale hold on, mode. Hold on, hold on. But I'm going to take one issue with you here. A twelve ninety nine a month subscription is not a non-cosmetic microtransaction. Oh no 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 no! no, 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 no. no. Uh, there are things you can buy with Adams. You can buy weapon repair kits with in-game currency. Why is anybody playing this game? Oh, no, and here's the best part is um, the Wastelanders update that was supposed to come out this year. Yes. Um, yeah, that, that got, got delayed pushed. to 2020. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. yeah. That was announced, like, last week. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't possibly hide all the stuff people wanted behind a paywall and give you NPCs. That was clearly oh, too much. Oh, that's the best part. If you have a private server, there's a chance that all of your NPCs may just be dead. <laughs> <laughs> um, the original story I heard about that is that people were assuming that these were just public worlds that were made private when somebody with Fallout First went to go make their so-called private world. Um, oh, but Bethesda cute. is insisting that world state data is saved to the character. So if you loot something or kill some NPCs in one server, it'll stay that way in another server, i.e., if something is killed terrible. or looted in a public server for you, it'll also be killed or looted in a private server. That's awful. But that means that I, people might kill stuff that I want to have stay alive. Okay, so I should start a fresh game that's a private server, except that other people can join it right now, right? Yes. yes. Oh, for goodness sake. I think it might just be people who are on your friends list, but I don't know for Chris sure. Chris literally just started throwing things. It's people on your friends list only, but the thing is, a lot of people are adding a bunch of people on their friends list for like trading and stuff who aren't right. actually friends. So I'm gonna be okay. And they can just come in without being invited. So I'll be okay because I have no friends. So this is good. This All right, is good. We're skipping the next story. Why? We're because oh. it's done already. Oh, okay. Uh, and we're skipping straight to uh, SD Gundam G Generation Cross Race. Oh my gosh, say that again. All right, SD Gundam G Generation Cross Race. Oh, that's such a Japanese title. One more time for me. SD Gundam G Generation Cross Race. Okay, is there an X in that title? Well, there's a cross. Okay, but there actually is there... isn't a cra- an X though. It, it's, it's are you sure out there's no time. like subtitle with colons? <laughs> yeah, or... we need like colon superhero generation. Like um, the Day of Reckoning so, is a subtitle. So hey, here's here's a crazy thing. And it's not this cross is race. Actually, coming out in North America and Europe. What? On PC. What? Oh, because it's G uh-huh. Generation, right? Yeah. Um, now the it's going to be simultaneous. Versions. Here's what's weird: it's simultaneous with Japanese and Southeast Asian. So who gets the good English translation? Any of them? I'm assuming none. I mean, right? the Southeast Asia English releases have been really good. Oh yeah, they've just been fantastic. Hey, no, talk. Alice will back me up hey, on she this. Will the t- last she will tell you that they are much better than they good. used to be. Yes, that is not the same as good. Okay, well, carrying on. <laughs> Yaga! Wait, what's Yaga? Um, oh, that's that thing you downloaded on the iPhone. What is this about? Yeah, so this is um, a blacksmith that's lost one of his hands, so he's a one-handed blacksmith. Oh, he just made a new one. Yeah, he's a and so he just sticks things on his arm. Yeah, that's what you and, do. And they're haven't you weapons. Ever seen, haven't you ever seen, like, um, 
uh, uh, Evil Dead. And so there this is yeah. kind of like a rogue light where I guess each individual run is fairly short and you're supposed to do them over and over again. Spoilers. Oh. Hannah hasn't. You you fight a giant chicken. Yeah, there's there's, there's a giant chicken. I was about to make fun of you for not seeing Evil Dead ever, but there's a giant chicken and it distracted me. Okay. Do you think the giant chicken can meet up with the goose from Goose Game and they can fight? I don't know. That'd be awesome. DLC Simon is going insane. I don't know if you guys. Can it's hear because that. I yelled. He doesn't like that. Okay. I'm sorry, Simon. I'm so sorry. yeah, um, it's available now on Apple Arcade, and it's coming to PS4, Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and PC on November 12th. So I don't see any loot dropping, but it looks like an action RPG loot game. How's this work? I don't know. Do you know? No, okay. but I play it and tell you. All right. Well, you let me know. All right. Uh, 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim has a demo coming out in Japan on October 30th. The demo coming. Oh, this is the PS4. Vanillaware one. Yeah, this is you the Vanillaware one that got announced like just six or seven years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's and not it six was or seven years ago. 2013? No. Well, okay. Maybe, but. We saw screenshots just within the past year. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but this was originally supposed to come out for Vita and PS3. So this is half Persona, half um, battle by menu combat. Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. So I mean, we've seen um, some gameplay streams of this, but they're only in Japanese, so they don't make a lot of sense to me. Um, right. Uh, the game is coming to PS4 in Japan on November 28th. Um, if you get it in Japan, you get the PSP port of Princess Crown, which I don't really understand. The what port? The PSP port of Princess Crown. But do you have to play it on a PSP? Yes. What? No, no, I'm sorry. This is a PS4 port of okay. the PSP game Princess Good. Crown. Good. I'm sorry. Much okay. better. I really right. misunderstood that sentence when I first read it. All right. Um, yeah, so this has been announced for North America, but n absolutely zero information on it. Uh-huh. Um, and then we, we hey, we're going Commando this week. I thought Princess Crown was a Saturn game. It originally was, I believe. I want the Saturn port. I don't want the PSP port, do I? I don't know. What am I? Okay, what's going on, Anna? Uh, we're going Commando this week. Uh, me, uh, you mean briefs? Yeah. <clears throat> we have no briefs. Oh! Oh! Oh. So, but we do have oh. editorial content. Oh. So um, Sam and, and a bunch of our staffers put together this very cool feature called Awaken Dragon Warrior. Uh, Dragon Quest uh, flashback where people talk about their favorite Dragon Quests and how Ooh. they got into the series and what the series means for them. And this is really cool. So uh, go, go check it out. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Alex reviewed Warsaw, which has a very promising premise, but has absolutely oh, I, no I finally heard what through. the actual premise is. It's um, Darkest Dungeon in like World War II. Yeah, so I mean, this is about Wars the the Warsaw um, uprising, yeah, which was an actual thing in 1944 where Warsaw was trying to um, stop the Nazis from invading them. This is not a happy game. No, <laughs> I mean they lost. Spoilers. Yeah, um, you don't have to lose in the game, um, but yeah, Alex is like I. I think Alex played it twice, and I think both times he had one or two districts that were actually up. Okay. 
So, yeah, if you're looking for a super depressing game with uh, very little content to keep going, <laughs> you could do worse than Warsaw, I guess. Um, and I have a question. Okay, I have an answer. Why do we have a review of Circle of the Moon? Um, because we like doing retro reviews. Okay, we've got a retro review. Yeah, then. so Michael Baker had never played Castlevania Circle of the Moon. It's a good GBA game. So he grabbed... Yeah, so Michael was in uh, the U.S. recently to go, look, Babu, to his parents because he what? had a second child earlier oh, this okay. year. Uh-huh. Um, and he was like, look, it's a baby. Okay, we're out of here. Um, so while he was in the U.S., he snagged all of his GBA games because uh, we sent him a GBA SP. Do you remember? Wait, did he just abuse his parents for free childcare? No. Yeah. He's just showing them. Okay. He's showing Show them, them the baby. Here's the baby. Probably, By the way, can you watch him while I go get all my stuff? It's probably easier <laughs> it was for probably in his house to the U.S. than it is for the parents to fly to Japan. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's a long flight. Especially with two babies. Wait, wouldn't it be easier for the parents to fly then? No. <clears throat> because the no babies then? Yeah, but there's a language barrier. All right. Mm. So I believe his wife knows English. Anyways, carrying on. Um, our man in Japan snagged all of his GBA games last time he was in the U.S., and now he's slowly playing through them. So he played and reviewed Castlevania Circle of the Moon. We got a lot of feedback about this on our... Um, on our not only on our Facebook but on the review itself, people have like strong opinions about this game. See, I never finished Circle of the Moon because it it got really really hard at the end. Yeah, yeah I think I'm, he mentions that in the review. I think I finished it like in all the game modes that it offers. I enjoyed it quite a bit. All right, um, and then we have a review for Legends of Heroes: Trails of Cold Steel Two on the PS4. Yep. Um, unsurprisingly, spoiler, they like it. Excellent, <laughs> excellent. No one um, is surprised. Score. Wait, two or three? Two. two. Okay, that's mm. we re reviewed three <laughs> the day that the embargo lifted, and we gave it five out of five. All right, yeah, I remember seeing reviews. that one. Um, and actually, I think that his pros and cons are totally on point here. His cons say take a while, to, takes a while to get interesting, and bosses use teasiest mechanics to prolong battles. That is like a cold steel staple, and I think yep. it needs to go. <sighs> All right, um, we have an interview um, with uh, the developers behind Hearth, Hearth, no Heartbound. <laughs> Which is like really weird looking RPG that's obviously Earthbound inspired. Very Earthbound inspired. Yeah. So um, if you like Earthbound, the we have an interview that you'll want to read. Um, Heartbound is available now on Steam Early Access um, for nine ninety nine. If you're um, unconvinced that you might like this game, you can actually download the demo as well. Oh wait, this also looks like it might be Undertale inspired too. It's coming full circle, oh, Anna. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, Sorry. I should not try to. This is a weird battle system. It's not like a. There's a box and you dodge and stuff. All right. So, not, yeah, oh, check it out. Weird. There's a demo. Um, we also had an interview. Hey, Jonathan. You interviewed the Oh, I did dog. the thing. You yeah. must have been so excited to do this. Yeah, I've interviewed uh, those guys a couple times now. Yeah, so. Or Trent um, specifically. Yeah, so Chris, this was uh, Cameron Topher and Trent Oster. We've met Trent. Yeah, uh, he's he's the guy that like whipped out the iPad and was like, "Let's play." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's cool. I like him. Okay. He was on the team. Him and uh, Cameron made the first Baldur's Gate games way back when too. Yep. So yeah, I just 
I like how friendly these guys are. They're like totally down for like whatever kind of coverage we want to well, do. It's like they're marketing we, a game or we something. We meet them at like cons. <laughs> yeah, but like when was the last time you met a, an owner of a company? How about Dennis Dyack complaining about me by playing uh, Too Human? <laughs> Wait, he oh, did geez. really? <laughs> I, I met um oh is there the any good PR around that game? Oh yeah, I met John Romero and I didn't know who he was. I've told that story before yeah. though. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you look really familiar. He's like, oh yeah. Like who's this is weird long haired guy. That is literally what I what I was saying to myself. I'm like, I feel like I should know who this guy is, and his hair is very pretty. <laughs> Which is how everyone else figured out who she was talking about later. Yeah. Yeah, there was a guy, a, and he had really nice hair. Oh, John! Romero. He's a pretty man. <laughs> he is a pretty man. <laughs> I don't like. And his you, games, you get to I shoot like his, his head in Doom Two. All right. Okay. Uh, question of the week. We have a question of the week. So, in in honor of Halloween. Yeah. Have... Wait, wait, wait! What did we learn in the Beam Dog interview? You should read it and find mm-hmm. out. Well, any. Uh, like... We're talking about the ports of all the enhanced editions. Neverwinter Nights, Baldur's Gates, Icewind Dale, Planescape coming to consoles. Okay, thank you. Good, good job. I'm impressed. All right. All right. Uh, so, question time: Have you ever dressed as an RPG character? No. If you haven't, tell us which one you would dress up as. Oh. Happy Halloween. I, I've tried to get together a Sans costume for this Halloween. But I can't find the right pink fuzzy slippers. I'm dressed as uh, Ed from Full Metal That's my Alchemist. Sans impression. I'm just the right um, height for it. I was yeah, I was even going to go fully in character and pass out ketchup packets, but I can't find the right pink fuzzy slippers. And, uh, and I think it's going to be too cold. Oh, blame. So I'm just going to wear a blue hoodie with no explanation. Peter, have you ever dressed as an RPG character? Not as an RPG character. I think the only time I ever cosplayed ever was at a anime convention in Pittsburgh. Um, I actually went as Kai from Harvest Moon. Oh, no way. That's an RPG. Yeah. Counts. Is Harvest Moon an RPG? We cover it. Uh, well, <laughs> I feel like you cover it with some leniency. <laughs> hey, we yeah, covered I mean... it long before I worked there. Yeah, but it's one We've... of the exceptions along with Yeah, Zelda. yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's yeah. one of the things that was uh, grandfathered in when we moved yeah. away well, from then... being the unofficial Squaresoft homepage. So. It's still an RPG, because I say so. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if it counts, then uh, yeah, I went as Kai one year. Yay! Yep. How, about How about you, Jonathan? Let's dress. Up, let's all dress up as Repeed from Tales of... I have never dressed up. Then we can have a pipe. Sissy Even as a kid, <laughs> Jonathan um, still it to this day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me to get an outfit, I'm a pretty big guy. I'm like six three, three hundred pounds. So there's yeah. not like I can't just go buy costumes to make costumes easily. It's not the effort. So oh, that's what cosplay is for. You pay somebody three thousand dollars to make you a costume. <laughs> <laughs> you no. can't beat this deal. All right. Is, it, is there any werewolf characters in RPGs? I've worn a werewolf mask on, hey. on Halloween. Oh, Skyrim, you can be a werewolf. There you go. So, yes. <laughs> um, Greymane from yeah, Warcraft. Yeah. World of Warcraft. Yeah. yeah, yeah. See, you have dressed up as an RPG character. Oh, you, just... yeah, you, could, so. you could be a foxier or whatever that's called. Oh, fox. yeah. Give me, give me some fox ears. Yeah, there you go. Everyone could be a Mithra. Just get a pair of cat ears from Japan, I guess. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> hey. 
It's about a costume, not uh, acting. Okay. Actually, you say that I think I might have some cat ears around here somewhere. All right. Or Mikote. So uh, just as just as a refresher, since we got really wild away from it, have you ever dressed as an RPG character? Okay. And if you haven't, which one would you? All right. So game releases. Oh. What if you made your own character in an RPG where you design a character sure. and then you can say you've dressed up as an RPG character because yeah. you were the character. Remember that time that we were playing Dark Souls and Aram made a horse and then called it me? Uh, no. That was at E3. He did not. <laughs> Aram! <laughs> he did Aram. mean things. <laughs> he, he does mean he things. He made Michael right all over my face. Well, that was in a different game. Okay, carrying on. Uh, new releases this week. Oh, uh, let me tell you what they are. Okay. Vampire is coming to the Switch. Yay. I might actually play it now. Yakuza 4 is coming to that uh, Yakuza 3, 4, 5 remake bundle on the PS4. Atelier Ryza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout is the coming The reviews to... for this are really good. PC, PS4, and Switch. Anna, is this a new series and are you going to play it? Um, I have it on my Christmas list. I have made Christmas. a terrible mistake. Why? Because you have to wait? Yeah. Oh. It's okay. okay. After I finish my Mary Skelter 2 review, I have Little Town Story to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disgaea 4 Complete uh, Plus comes to both the PS4 and Switch I thought it was already on the I'm so confused by that game. There's Disgaea been so many Disgaea, Disgaea Remake Complete Pluses that I can't keep them all straight at this point. Yeah, so there's one in five. Oh, okay. And now there's four. Nah. Okay. Sardines. Right. This is a good one. Dusk Diver is coming to PS4 and Switch. And then um, it's not an RPG, but After Party is coming to PC via Epic, uh, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One, and it will be available on the Game Pass. So, so what is this game? I keep hearing about All it. All right. So After Party is about two friends that go. die, and they get to get roaring drunk before they go to hell. And if they can manage to beat the devil in a drinking <laughs> game, they can go to heaven instead. Yeah. Okay. Or at least go back to their being alive. I'm not sure what the plot is that's, at that point. That's uh, one hell of an after party. Yeah. Oh! Nailed it. Yeah. I get it. I understood that reference. All right. <laughs> um, so it, uh, It's an adventure visual novel thing with beer pong and drinking and talking. So we don't really understand it's, what's um, going on. It's made by the people that made Oxenfree. There you go. So if you Expect like Oxenfree, you probably <laughs> like this. But yes, it is a very talky, reedy game yeah. um, that has really good voice acting from everything mm. that I've heard. All right. Um, what are we going to be playing this week? I'm going to finish Mary Skelter 2, jump into Little Town Story, as I said. Chris, you're going to be playing Go to Vegas. Yeah, I'm going to a work conference. Uh, Kelly... You're gonna you're gonna ring fit some more. Yes, I'm gonna ring fit some more. I'm gonna become swole. Swole. I'm not gonna oh, are you gonna I'm have gonna too many muscles? Oh. I'm not gonna skip leg day because you really don't in that game. Well, I guess you can if you just do the mini games. Gonna decrease your chalk meter. <laughs> yes, I, unlike Cinder Block, I am going to work out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Poor kitty. Yeah. Um, and more Destiny Connect. I I want to. I'm very curious if your um, enthusiasm for that game will retain itself through the entire adventure. It's exercise related. There ain't no human that maintains no, enthusiasm. No Destiny for... Connect. Oh, oh. Okay, sorry <clears throat> about that. <laughs> We're <laughs> gonna see. Um, right. I I want to see where it goes. Right. More uh, astral chain for you, Peter. 
Yes, more Astral Chain and possibly Mad Dash? Question mark? Yeah, I'll get you a code. Uh, so. Nathan? The Outer Worlds, Baldur's Gate, and Fire Emblem. Ooh. Oh, that's right, because you're your guide. Guides on all of them. Guides on <laughs> all yeah, of them. Yeah, pretty much. Guides on all the things. All right. Hey, also maybe a review for RP Gamer Yay! for Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, what are you going to play this week? I'm still playing WoW, and I'm very, very tempted to get out of Worlds. Which WoW? Classic? Yeah. Still classic? Okay. Yeah, classic. The only been one rating. <gasps> you Have you been doing Molten Core? Oh, yeah. How's it going? Good. We uh, we clear through Rag in about three hours. Is that the Leroy raid? No way! No, no, Mol- that's, that's Ubers. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's not even Didn't a raid. They... Oh, okay. Oh, it kind of technically is a ten man raid. Oh right, I forgot that. Yeah. Oh. Didn't they really oh, start a mall this week? They did two weeks ago, or we can. Yeah. So I have I've done my Dire Mall runs. Ooh. Got my tar- tarnished Elven Ring. Wait, Still what? can't get the bow. Dire oh, from Mall? Dire Mall North Dire Mall. tribute run. Oh my gosh, I totally what a terrible forgotten place. about those. Isn't that the oh. awfulest place? No, uh, like Dire Malls are. I don't like Dire Mall West. North and East aren't so bad. All right. Yeah, no, they made, I hate. They made Dire Mall like a '40s dungeon after Cataclysm. So. I hate uh, Black Rock Mountain more than I hated Dire Mall, just because it's impossible to get around at Black Rock Mountain. I was having a discussion with Black Rock Mountain about uh, our regular listener, Sarah from Kitten. And uh, yeah, yeah, we shared some memories. Also, he's playing WoW Classic, and he, he gives me the count of the number of arrows that he goes oh, through for every goodness. time he has to go there. <laughs> hey, it's a big deal because you have to buy them, and you have to have a, a quiver to put them in. I know, I know. Arrow so, management. Yes. All right. Uh, thanks, everybody. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Del North, for our music. Woo. Thanks, Forecast, for... Yep. Encoding the, pe- Encoding the podcast. Yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, we, we are heading to Vegas tomorrow, but Vegas. we should be back in time for next week's podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, keep, keep checking the, the Twitters for updates in case we end up, I don't know, falling Stuck on our faces. Stuck in Vegas. <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, everybody. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See ya. Bye. I need to press the button to stop the recording.